Diablo 4 continues to look to be in worrying shape, and the Season 2 announcement actually furthered my concerns about the game. Many may see this differently, but the Diablo 4 Season 2 announcement during Gamescom did not increase my confidence in this game. It lowered it. I've already covered this in great detail about why I stopped playing and why I felt the game was simply not ready for launch, but the Season 2 announcement felt more like panic and reaction than proactive confidence building. Now, I put all of the good information right here at the beginning. I've got a lot to discuss about this game and how I see it in relation to Path of Exile as well as Last Epoch. Make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss these live shows. So Diablo 4 second season was announced way earlier than anyone expected. Just one month into the first season and we've already heard the name of season 2 as well as the theme of Diablo 4 season 2. Some might think this was just Blizzard capitalizing on Gamescom and the attention that the event gets. But why not, hey, promote season 1? Why not promote the game itself? That was at least my thought. If we're going to continue to say that Diablo 4 is in good shape as many people do, or it's getting better I don't know why you wouldn't promote season one the game just came out two months ago and the first season is only one month in now I see a lot of factors at play here why would you so quickly be talking about season two I've never seen this in any other live service game like this so first I want to talk about the season two announcement there was a variety of things to consider from how they announced it the timing and this is in the wake of having to address player concerns second I want to talk about the path of egg exile factor it's very clear they are taking aim at diablo 4 i want to draw some comparisons to when diablo 3 had its comeback moment if you think about the fact that many people have looked to diablo 3 as an example of why diablo 4 can have a comeback and i actually think times have changed quite a bit third i want to look at the last epoch they also seem to be taking direct aim at diablo in their own marketing and the arpg fans that i have spoken with feel that diablo did not innovate at all with this fourth game while smaller teams and newer games are actually carrying the arpg genre forward lastly i want to say there is still a chance for redemption i actually like when games Games have their big comeback moments, and if Diablo 4 has a comeback moment, it will unironically come from these other games who are clearly gunning for the crowned position. So first, what happened with the announcement? Well, the Season 2 announcement, in case you missed it, it is called Season of Blood. That is the title of Diablo 4 Season 2, and it will release on October the 17th of 2023. Now, they made this announcement on August 22nd at Opening Night Live with Jeff Keighley, during Gamescom 2023. Now, this was just one month into Season 1. This is two months before the next season even starts. Now, according to games, or PC Games and Diablo 4 Season 2, more colorfully known as Season of Blood, will introduce five new endgame bosses as well as update the renowned rewards, changes to status and resistance effects, and overhaul to gem storage in that they no longer take up valuable inventory space. So this also looks like a great opportunity for them to address some of the issues from the community 
for the game as well. But I want to talk about two aspects of the announcement that really made this feel more like a reaction than anything. First, there was no cinematic for the trailer. It was very much like the Season 1 trailer, which is basically animated, two-dimensional concept art sort of brought to life. Now, at one level, I don't fully expect rendered high-level cinematics for every single season, but the way these seasons are being treated doesn't give me a lot of confidence. They feel rushed, they feel too early, and they feel very bare-bones, which adds to my own criticism about just letting players grind the battle pass and the seasonal challenges in the Eternal Realm. The seasons don't even seem that's significant but that's a whole separate debate in general the trailers and the marketing for these events these seasons they just don't feel all that strong and this is mainly because it's blizzard right i expect more from them the trailers feel out of step they feel very low budget considering their source this seems more in line with something that you would see from a smaller studio like the studio behind path of exile or last epoch it doesn't feel like a blizzard announcement trailer the second aspect of the announcement is the timing I covered Destiny for a very long time I cannot imagine getting one month into a season and they're already talking about the next season that would seem very strange seasons lasting three months and you're barely getting started in the current one and they're already talking about the next one it would be I think a cause for concern is there a problem especially if this was done in response to player morale going down criticism and the need to respond to a lot of that criticism many players i think rightly saw this announcement as a reaction rather than something that was pre-planned even ferguson's response to questions about the poor response to season one i think points to this i think his answers are very telling about this game's future now, this is coming from Games Radar. When asked about the Diablo 4 player base's overwhelmingly negative reaction to its debut season, Ferguson states that, quote, One of the things we recognized early on was that we had made some sort of mistake in managing expectations. It was hard because we felt like we were doing for the game were the right things to do. I think there's a couple things to notice here. First, it seems that he doesn't even really see a problem with the season itself and what they did, but rather with how they set expectations. That, to me, is concerning long-term, as I think they've made fundamentally terrible decisions with this game from its launch to even season one. Second, it feels like he's passively defending what they did because they thought these were the right things to do. I had similar concerns leading up to Halo Infinite. It felt like the devs were not clear on what the community wanted they kept making changes and sort of reacting to what the community wanted which i think is a good thing but it also kind of gives me doubts about their ability to take the game forward do they have this confident strong vision for the game are they going to constantly be having to walk decisions back because they don't bode well with the community Diablo 4 feels like it's in a similar lane my talk show titled Diablo 4 made for no one that talk show comes to mind I walk through every player type hardcore new player casuals career Diablo players and it really just felt like this game wasn't really built for anybody and also listen to how Rod Ferguson elaborates on this situation 
Quote, We were trying to move a little fast. We were trying to be very responsive and agile. So we were like, hey, we have two-thirds of a solution, so let's give them the two-thirds, and we'll do the other third later. And that didn't work out in our favor. This is something that I touched on in a previous stream. Once the pendulum of reaction starts to swing, you're going to be chasing and never really truly knowing if this is going to have planned consequences or unplanned consequences that will result and his answer just sounds very much like they're in full-on reaction mode but then when he talks about what he feel what he feels went wrong i again just don't have much confidence in the future of diablo 4 ferguson also adds that the previous couple of updates quote were very buff oriented and so the notion of getting in and out in front of it and saying hey we need to have all builds be viable we want a level playing field so everybody can be successful with all kinds of builds we didn't get out in front of that enough and so because we realized it was an expectation management problem we had to just own that and recognize we had to do better to get patch notes out before that we were doing patch notes at the moment the patch dropped we weren't doing live streams ahead of time to talk about it listen that's normal actually to just release patch notes when the patch goes live i I actually don't think that's a problem and again the ownership here it's nice but i feel like he's owning something that really isn't the issue it's owning the wrong things it's it's not that well Hey, we made bad decisions, we did bad nerfs, we did things to the game that were unwanted by the community. He's saying it was an expectation management problem. So what, if you would have put out the patch notes further in advance, would you have not changed anything? Would things have been more popular? Would people be more happy with the game? Sure, it would have allowed for earlier player feedback, but it simply means that you would be getting your bad news and ideas smacked down earlier. Would the changes have been better if people just knew further in advance would they would you not have to walk back those changes just because hey we put out the patch notes ahead of time now the ending thought from him gives a glimpse into why you're hearing about season two so early this is from games radar again going forward at least ferguson acknowledges that the quote biggest thing for us is just really like hey we have to manage expectations correctly and we're going to do better we're going to keep making a better game that's the biggest realization that you came to like that you need to manage expectations properly like the, the game has so many big problems just posting patch notes earlier and doing a live stream isn't the solution i feel rod's comments and the timing of the season two announcement are a window into the approach going forward and it spells trouble i know folks still want to point to diablo 3 and how it turned things around but it did so too years into the game they worked on that the dlc and the loot 2.0 system they spent two years working on that i I also i think it's much harder to update a game on the fly you're updating you're changing you're reacting to player feedback season to season and again there's all those unintentional circumstances where oh we didn't know these were unintended consequences of this patch this buff this nerf they can't simply stop delivering content for two years and essentially reboot diablo 4 because that's essentially what they did with diablo 3 
It was not designed from the ground in the beginning to be a live service game with seasons. They weren't having to put out ongoing content. They basically rebooted the game two years later. And there's another big difference now compared to back then when Diablo 3 was basically given a mulligan. There are way more games to play. Destiny 1 was in a similar situation. I remember playing Destiny 1 with my friends and complaining and wanting things to get better. But I also remember there was nothing else to play to the degree that I could play Destiny, right? Diablo 4 has a lot of competition right now, and not just from ARPGs, but there's a monsoon of games coming out. This is going to be, 2023, one of the best years in gaming that we've had in over a decade. And compounding the problem, I do think, is that Path of Exile and Last Epoch are taking aim at at Diablo. So first, let's just talk about Path of Exile, okay? Path of Exile 2, in a recent live show, I covered how it was crystal clear they were capitalizing on the state of Diablo 4. At ExileCon, they made sure to announce the beta for Path of Exile 2 11 months before it happened. Now, most saw this as a very well-timed shot at Diablo. There were YouTube videos that started to hit my feed, articles coming out, even DM Diablo. I love that guy. Even he's got a video that's like a day old. And he's like, Path of Exile is ruining Diablo 4 for me. It's happening, okay? That narrative is brewing, and I think the first shot across the bow was Exile Con, all right? Path of Exile probably loves the level of press and coverage they're getting. They probably love the fact that people are making these comparisons. They're sort of saying, hey, look, look at the state of this game. Diablo is sort of huge in the grand scheme of ARPGs and sort of getting to attach yourself to that via comparisons, YouTube videos, and blog posts is excellent for Path of Exile's marketing awareness and top of mind marketing. Way more people know about Path of Exile now than before purely because of these comparisons. Beyond that, in the wake of the Path of Exile announcements, they did interviews and it was very clear that they were watching Diablo. They were learning from Diablo's mistakes. Live service games are incredibly difficult to maintain. So learning from the biggest game on the block is a huge advantage as they build out Path of Exile 2. They can sort of watch what's been happening with Diablo and say, hey, we're going to learn from what they're doing. Now, obviously, this created a whole dialogue about quote-unquote killing Diablo 4. I don't really think that's what I'm driving at. I titled this stream, The King is Dead, right? From where I sit, Diablo 4 is hurting itself in plenty of ways, and the crown is slipping. They're no longer king. There are other games aiming at taking the crown of the King ARPG. If they're constantly reacting, chasing their own tail, and the nerf pendulum buff pendulum just keeps swinging back and forth while you're cranking out very, in my opinion, non-substantive seasons, Path of Exile 2 won't really have to try to kill Diablo 4. It just has to offer all the things that Diablo 4 is not, right? Beyond the fact that many fans of Path of Exile have praised it as innovating and adding to the ARPG genre in ways that Diablo simply hasn't. Remember, when Diablo 3 had its big bounce back, they worked on it for two years, and there was very little in the vein back then to play, right? Path of Exile comes on the scene, but it doesn't have near the pull that it has now. There also was not nearly as many other games to play in this sort of ongoing format. So if it takes one to two years for Diablo 4 to figure things out, it may be too little too late. Rod announced during the Diablo 4 Season 2 announcement that they've hit 12 million players in Diablo 4. 
Given the immense popularity of Diablo 3, the fact that Diablo 4 launched basically everywhere, it didn't just launch on PC, this was a multi-platform launch, 12 million players didn't seem very high for them. That's, that just, I mean, you had one game on one platform, Final Fantasy sold 3 million in its first week, Diablo 4 only has four times that, and it's literally everywhere, so if player base numbers are slowly dropping over the next 10 years, and they're filtering into other ARPG games, it may prove difficult to have that comeback moment, especially if much of what Diablo 4 does is to simply add or adjust things to be more in line with PoE or Last Epoch. As far as expectations go, many people might look at that as just you're copying. I could see players turning the tide, as it were, and saying, hey, you're just copying Path of Exile and Last Epoch, which would be a strange turn of events. To have the king of ARPGs look like the copycat. Well, Speaking of Last Epoch, let's take a look at how they're directly targeting Diablo 4. You can look at this promotional image to start. It's fairly large. Let's put it next to me. It's taller than me, making me a little bit self-conscious here. Anyways, you can look at this promotional image and just look at the first five lines. All right, just look at the first five right up here at the top. All right. First and foremost, it's a cheaper game, right? It's $35. And they're saying, hey, for $35, you're going to get 20 skill tree nodes per skill instead of three. You're going to have, also, you're going to have 15 character classes instead of five. You're going to have 100 talent trees versus five, well, 100 plus, 250 plus unique items versus 50. From a purely mathematical stance, you could see many fans looking at this and being compelled by it, right? A big barrier for Last Epoch is that it is on PC only, but a large portion of the Diablo player base is on PC historically. Given the game's history, many people might say, man, I'm going to check out Last Epoch. It's half the price, and I get more. And it's more than that. Last Epoch has been very healthy and has this ongoing symbiotic relationship with the community. This is why many ARPG fans seem to see them as being more innovative and more responsive within the genre's evolution. There's an entire article entitled from WCCF Tech called Last Epoch Q&A on Rune Masterclass 1.0 Launch and Advantages over Diablo 4. Now, the article touched on how they interact with and how they rely on community feedback. I couldn't help but think about the massive success of Baldur's Gate 3 and what they're currently experiencing. After three years of early access and player feedback, they launched with probably the strongest frontrunner game of the year standing in 2023. From where I sit in all my years of covering live service games, I think this is an incredibly important aspect. The symbiosis with an engaged community is absolutely paramount and that's where i see diablo 4 fundamentally failing they've gone too far from the ground level with those choices that they've made that the community just doesn't like getting back into a healthy lane with player feedback is going to take some time and when you burn the player engagement and player confidence bridges so early in the game's life it'll be a challenge to get back to a healthy spot But I do want to end on a positive note. I do think there's a chance that this all works in Diablo 4's favor. In a strange and 
unironic way, having games like Path of Exile and Last Epoch take such clear aim at you can actually help. Diablo 4, despite all of its troubles, still has huge volume advantage in the market. They can leverage the might of Blizzard's marketing and the Diablo footprint to really push this game, especially if they use the next handful of seasons to right the ship. When you're finally ready to have your big, like, 2.0 moment, right? You're going to turn the game around? Well, you could pull out all the stops, really flex your marketing spend, and bring everybody home. Those are some pretty big questions, though, I think, to answer. Is that Blizzard's goal? Like, is that what they want to do? They may be happy with the current trajectory of player numbers and spending, and maybe they're just happy to keep cranking out very non-substantive seasons in a similar way that they already have, because... If they do that with low spend, low bandwidth, and they're making good money, they're probably not going to want to throw too much at this game. Now, I seriously doubt they're actually happy with where things are, but there's a question of budget and bandwidth. Will they keep giving the game priority and development bandwidth if numbers and consumer spending continue to dwindle? It's a big game with a lot of developer support. They've already done interviews confirming that there's going to be a Diablo 5. Now that gets really expensive to maintain Diablo 4 if the returning player numbers and the revenue isn't there. And if Path of Exile and Last Epoch have anything to say about it, well, (laughs) the landscape won't be so empty. It won't be so non-competitive the way it was when Diablo 3 turned things around. So, is Diablo 4 dead? Not by a long shot. Will Path of Exile or Last Epoch kill Diablo 4? Well, no. But one thing is for certain. Diablo 4 is no longer king. Where the crown of the best ARPG lands, well, that's up for grabs. That doesn't mean that Diablo can't reclaim it, but it certainly means that somebody else can. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions. So the the live service games like Diablo 4, I think they just continue to face challenges. How do you maintain a good player base, right? What's healthy for a good setup for monetization? Diablo 4 is not unique in its struggles to get things going and then to keep them going, right? It's harder, I think, though, to excuse them after all of their time and experience. If one game should have pulled off the ARPG live service game, it should have been Blizzard. The second thing I want to say is, I always cheer for games to make a comeback. So this video and monologue is not celebratory. I already took my victory laps of vindication, okay? I told people this game wasn't ready for launch. I said season one was going to be a disaster. Everybody called me a hater. Look, I've already took those victory laps. That's not what this is about, right? My hope is is that Diablo 4 being taken down a peg by other games will really spur it on to the greatness that we were all hoping for. I was imagining myself playing this game on the couch, couch co-op with my wife for months, and we barely made it two weeks. My conclusion is this. Nobody can stay king forever in this world. Gaming is ever-evolving. Player demands and expectations are always increasing. With Diablo 4 slowly slipping from the throne, two things may happen. Other games may swoop in and players may drift away. While bringing back players and having a comeback moment may be more difficult this time around, if anyone can pull it off, it should be Blizzard with their financial backing. So for now we wait. And like the saying goes, the king is dead. Long live the king. The only question is, who will take the crown? 
And that's the show open, guys. Thank you so much for being here this morning. We greatly appreciate the support of the channel. And I wanted to cover this. Listen, I know there's all kind of stuff happening with Starfield. We'll, we'll probably have to get to that tomorrow, okay? But I can't talk about that today. Please don't cannibalize today's show. I really want to talk about Diablo 4, all right? Somebody over there uh, on Kick says, do you read comments? I don't read comments during the show opening monologue, but now I do read comments because now we're in the live show. Let's get the coffee in the frame. Let's get the member goal going. You guys have an amazing stretch goal that you might be able to hit. If you guys can get us to 5,000 members, I have to play Gollum. And every time I complain, I have to gift a member. So you guys hit an amazing stretch goal. The the Jar Jar mask is here. It is in the building. We're at, excuse me, we are at 4,400 members. So you guys are within reach. You guys are within reach of hitting that your openers are always s tier thank you so much i appreciate that dk beggar as he always does starts things off the first gifted member of the day every 25 i gift five so getting to that stretch goal i actually help you guys get to that stretch goal so thank you so much dk beggar for starting the day guys if you're not going to gift a member or become a member you can smash that like button and hit subscribe those are totally free when you're subscribed you won't miss my shows when you hit like it increases the likelihood of you getting a gifted member so thank you so much yeah king larian i don't really know if we're going to want to look to larian as the competition here i certainly think people are likely looking at larian and saying hey if i want to play a really good you know uh rpg not arpg you know if i want to play a really good rpg you know i'll go play you know baldur's gate 3 but i don't necessarily think that's pulling away from Diablo 4, right? People that wanted a really good ARPG live service game are not going to, I think, walk from Diablo in a straight line to Baldur's Gate 3. Now, they might be playing Baldur's Gate 3 as a gap fill. Maybe they just like both types of games. But ARPGs versus CRPGs, they're very different. Their communities have overlap, certainly, but there's way more people, I think, that will just never touch a CRPG, and they love ARPGs. I think it's a di- it's a very different type of game. Yo, Big O gifts a member. Joker Quinn gifts a member. It's a single gifted member train. Guys, do that all the way to 25. That would be amazing. Don't let the big boys come in and do the gifted member bombs. Beat them to the punch. Get us to 25 without the big gifteds. I went back to Diablo 3, and I canceled my D4 order, uh... And I'm having, hang on, I had like a like a, a hair on my glasses during that show open. It was driving me crazy. Got it. All right. Yo, Brad uh, Devries, thank you so much for renewing your membership. Diablo 4 demands so much of your time. There's so many banger games in 2023. Why would you stick with one game, especially if it's Diablo 4 with all the BS that goes with the game? There were new articles coming out that were being very, very critical as well, saying like things are still not in a great place. The community is still not very happy. Right? Like, listen... I said in two different streams, I said it was an MMO in disguise, and I said that Diablo 4 had a split identity, okay? Now, keep in mind, that's one of the challenges. Like, you're getting at the challenge, right? Mark Smith is getting at the challenge. You have to give this game so much of your time, and what you get back out of it, is it 
like is it actually that good like is is it is it hitting a level of quality is it is it is it hitting those dopamine feedback loops where you're like yes this is great i don't think so i think a ton of people have just said no you're asking way more from me than i'm willing to give and i think that that's fair now thrifty is asking the million dollar question do i think that diablo 4 can turn it around i said in the show open that I want to leave that that glimmer of hope. I always want to cheer for games having their comeback moments, right? D- Destiny did it. Division did it. No Man's Sky is probably the best game to ever have a comeback moment. Like, their comeback moment's been stellar. I still have yet to get to try out the new PSVR 2 thing they did. Uh, but I'm hearing that it's absolutely amazing. Hello Games is just... I, they're just phenomenal with what they've done with that game, right? So... When I look at Diablo 4, I'm like, yeah, you can turn it around, but it's number one, it's not going to be fast. They're in reaction mode right now, right? They're reacting. They're uh, they're they're like quickly responding and trying to patch things and trying to you know implement player feedback. I actually don't think that's a good place for the game to be. I think the minute you get yourself in that scenario where you're you're sort of starting the pendulum swing of reaction. I I think you're setting yourself up for a lot of frustration and just more people leaving. Mike on the mic with 18 months and it's a VIP. Good morning, Lono and chat. Hope uh, almost got that red badge. You're so close. Mike on a mic. Somebody said, even the main Diablo 4 streamers have quit Diablo 4, Asmongold and DM Diablo. They now play Path of Exile. Diablo 4 is trash. Real ARPG players play Path of Exile or Grim Dawn. That's the first time I've heard about Grim Dawn. Cyberpunk, in my opinion, gets into the comeback mentions. No, I don't agree. I don't think Cyberpunk's had a comeback moment. I think Cyberpunk just put things back together. In my personal opinion, I don't think you list Cyberpunk alongside of No Man's Sky. I don't. I, I think the level of what No Man's Sky has done, I, I, in, my, in, in my personal opinion, Cyberpunk got the car back on the road and running. No Man's Sky built a whole new freaking car, okay? I, I like completely not comparable in my, in my estimation, in my opinion. This is subjective, but that's what I think. I think that, you know, yeah, good, congratulations, Cyberpunk. You got the car on the road good job that you did basically what you promised to deliver no man's sky built a whole new car it was like it's not even the same game that launched they basically built a sequel to themselves it's amazing yo wheezy's in the chat asmongold always played path of exile yeah i don't think that that asmongold has suddenly decided that path of exile is good he's always thought that there were things worth uh, doing and playing and enjoying in Path of Exile, but you definitely have seen guys like him quickly sort of say they just they're, they're not they're not giving Diablo four attention. If they are, it's negative. I mean, DM Diablo just uploaded a video a day ago saying Path of Exile is making is making uh, is ruining Diablo four for me. Joe Bowers has still never finished the D four campaign. The season pass turned me off from continuing. Joe, is that you from, like, I grew up with you, like, went to school with you, Joe, or is that a different Joe? Final Fantasy is definitely up there, too. There are still uh, tons of promised features which are missing in Cyberpunk, so nope, says Doomslayer. The latest Cyberpunk uh, red stream was a disappointment. Weezy says, nah, I mean, Lono, Asmongold has, like, 3,000 hours on Path of Exile. Okay, yeah, so that this, it's not a new game to him, then. Yeah, 3,000 hours, Gemini Christmas. That guy plays, you know. I mean, 
That's you, Joe. Good to see you, man. I hope you're well. I've seen some of your posts on Facebook and stuff, and I'm like, I'm always like so happy. I'm like, oh man, look at this guy crushing it, like doing the whole real estate thing and the family thing. Like every time I see the pictures, I'm like, I'm happy. I'm like, look at this guy. I like seeing dudes from high school out there killing it. Like most of the other guys don't post much anymore, right? I mean, I don't. I don't post anything. So I see those pictures though, and I get happy. I enjoyed playing Diablo 4. However, the time investment is rough. I can only play about 10 hours a week, and leveling after 50 is a chore. Uh, Windsor guy says, I'm still only in Diablo 4 close to Act 4. Uh, I've got no reason to hurry to beat because I don't want character reset, and then I beat it. The devs ignore that fact still. I mean, I bailed. I bailed like level twenty six, and it it wasn't. It, I was actually actually I was really enjoying the story. I I, I liked the story in the game. I thought the cinematics and the voice acting were stellar. I, I expect nothing less from Blizzard, right? That's one of the reasons why when you see these trailers for these seasons, I'm like, what the frick are y'all doing? Where's the quality? Where are the cinem- Where are the Where are the Blizzard level cinematics? I don't expect them to be insane. But like, come on, man. Where where Where's the Blizzard cinematics? Right. Love checking out your videos when I have time. Keep them coming. Thank you, Joe. Hey, Talica with 15 months in the VIP, getting closer to the red badge. Glad to be here. Does not feel like 15 months have passed. I appreciate that so, so much, Talica. Titan Quest 2 is coming. It's going to be so hype. I had a lot of fun with Diablo 4 up until around level 50, and now the leveling has ground to a halt. I wish leveling was a little quicker. Well, and this is something that... This is something I tried to draw attention to when I said that I felt like the game was sort of confused in what it wanted to be. So the really, really slow leveling and the really, really rare items, that really feels like an MMO. And I think you can have things that slow down. I don't think that's necessarily an inherent problem in a game that says, well, we're going to slow things down a little bit, or we're going to have item drops slow down a little bit. But I don't think getting to max level needs to be that. Like, I don't think that... Is level 50 to 100... Is it really necessary for that to be so slow? And the reason I ask that question is, isn't this supposed to be a seasonal ARPG? Where you're, where like a new season starts and you start a new character? Well, yeah. Okay. okay. If the, if the answer to that question is yes, then my question would be, doesn't the base game need to be sort of in sync with that? If I'm grinding a character in the Eternal Realm and you're going to ask me to ignore that character and go start a seasonal character, I don't understand why the game is so juxtaposed. It's like, hey... Stop playing that really slow, grindy, MMO-esque RPG and come over here and do a seasonal ARPG grind. It's like, wait, I don't understand. What 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 game did you make? I don't I don't get it. It doesn't feel like there's a there's a harmony here. There's no synergy at all. It's like, wouldn't you wouldn't you make the base game and getting the level 100, you know, relatively quick and efficient? Because once you get there, then you're going to be going for best-in-slot gear and grinding dungeons and grinding nightmare dungeons and increasing the world tier. Like, why make it slow from 50 to 100? It doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't think there's an inherent problem when a game says, we're going to slow things a little bit down 
like once you get to a certain level but they slowed it down so much it's like I, it's like the record is skipping it's like what is this it's like, like you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again and making like almost no progress in the song I got my seasonal character to level 96 says Donnie but I'm out now I'm going to take something huge. It's going to take something huge to pull me back from future seasons. Season two will not be touched for obvious reasons. Man, Donnie, I try, listen, man, I know you're always being in good natured about this, you know, because remember, I, I tried to tell you, I was like, man, I don't know. Dude, this game just doesn't feel ready. I'm early worried. There's going to be mass player exodus. And it's like, as this is played out, I hate being that guy where I'm like, man, I try to tell y'all. Like, I don't know, man. Blizzard didn't seem like they were ready at all with this thing. All signs pointed to concerns before the game even came out. Yo, good morning, uh, Spongeroth. How are you? The problem with Diablo 4 is it's like nothing innovative. It's just Diablo 3 with some Lost Ark features. There is, I swear to you, dude, there is something. I found it. I found it. There is something in my peripheral when I look over at chat. Okay, I got it. Good morning, Lono Chat. Yo, what's good, Melrose Mike? Yeah, I, I, it's hard to disagree with that, Justin. It's hard to disagree with the idea that like, well, it's just Diablo 3 with, you know, a, a, a facelift. It, it, well, hang on a minute, though. Hang on a minute. At some levels, it's not as good as Diablo 3. In my estimation, I found leveling and playing through the campaign better in Diablo 3. Right? Lono's always right, especially about Starfield. Oh, slow down, slow down, slow down. We're not talking about that today. Like, <clears throat> I, I, I don't... <laughs> I actually enjoy playing through the campaign in Diablo 3. I enjoy starting a a new character because you're always doing something fresh and new in that. Right? It's like you get to a certain level and you're like, oh, I've not used that ability in a really long time and I just got a rune for that ability. Let me go back and try that ability out. You don't, you don't do that in Diablo 4. You pick all of your abilities... And by, like, level 20, you're like, yeah, this is pretty much it. This is what I'm going to go with. I I don't have any. There's nothing else to try. Well, my stats are going up. I'm, like, increasing the strength of what I've got. But I'm not actually changing anything. Do you see what I'm saying? PoE2 will take the genre to the next level, uh, says Godric. Titan Quest 2 is coming out, says Wheezy. You guys keep mentioning Titan Quest 2. I, I, that, again, that's just out of my wheelhouse. And this entire stream and this entire point of view that I have, that the king is dead, is literally built on the fact that they got one month into season one and they're like, hey, don't. there's another season coming. It's like, wait, what? Aren't people enjoying season one? Why wouldn't you go to Gamescom and talk about Season 1? Yeah, right now, Diablo 4, man, 12 million players. Season 1 is well underway. There's plenty of time to get involved and enjoy Diablo 4 right now. Come jump in. Season 1, leveling is sped up. The drops are great. We've got this amazing battle pass. They didn't do that. They didn't They didn't do that at all. They were just like, yeah, just, uh, Season 2. Bro, if I was still playing Destiny and I got a month into a season and people were unhappy and people were dissatisfied and they immediately started talking about the next season, I'd be like, this is really concerning. 
you're you're a live service game and you're already talking about the next season we're one month into this one we've got two months to go imagine Fortnite launching a season and one month into the start they start pushing the next season yeah any live service game at all in the wake of criticism concern and player frustration they're like okay okay we hear you but do you want to hear about season two <laughs> like we hear you we are listening we understand but have you heard about the next season season two's coming <laughs> it's like what on earth did you hear the the quotes this morning that i read from rod ferguson their big takeaway they feel like their big failure with season one was that they didn't manage expectations well they should have put out patch notes earlier i'm like that's what you think went wrong that's your diagnosis so you're you're gonna do an autopsy on what went wrong with season one and your big takeaway is well we we didn't manage expectations well we should have pushed out patch notes earlier huh like that's like coming to my birthday party and throwing mud in my face and ruining the party and then when you come to apologize you're like yeah man I I really feel that my big failure was that I didn't manage expectations. When I RSVP'd to the party, I should have told you ahead of time that I was going to do that. Had you known I was going to do that, you wouldn't be so upset, right? You would have been ready for me to throw the mud in your face and ruin the party. Like, as long as I told you ahead of time, you know, really, it was a... My failure was one of managing expectations. It wasn't that I was completely tone deaf to what was happening at the party and subsequently, like, ruined the vibe. No, 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 no. I just didn't manage expectations, well, like as I read what he was saying, I was like, "There's no ownership here at all." What? Well, we what we thought we were doing was really good. We had two thirds of a solution, so we thought, "Let's push that out." We'll push out the other third later. Really, what we have here is a failure to communicate. We didn't communicate adequately what we were going to be doing in the game. He said that they were all oh, we were pushing out patch notes the day the patch hit, and I'm like, Rod. I, man, I shouldn't have to tell you this. That's kind of an industry standard. That's kind of an industry standard. You didn't do anything wrong by giving out patch notes the day the patch hit. Destiny 2 does that. No Man's Sky does that. Every every game does that. Every game is like, hey guys, how y'all doing? We're doing great. Are you downloading the patch? Yes, we are. Great. Here are the patch notes for the patch that you're downloading right now. Now, sometimes... Sometimes, nerfs, buffs, philosophical changes, that, yes, I'll grant you that. Sometimes, you have to do like a forecast, where you say, guys, we're going to be making some significant changes to classes, and here's our thoughts behind it. That's, I think that's fine. But again, if you walk away, if you walk away from season one, and you're like, our biggest failure was just a failure to manage expectations. I'm like, that was not your biggest failure. You made way more mistakes than that. Weezy says, yo, where's Paul who was bragging how everything would be fine because Rod Ferguson was there to lead Diablo 4? He's on kick. He's not on kick today. Paul, are you here? Weezy's trying to kind of rub your nose in it. 
<laughs> oh, the last few months in general has been a bunch of devs stepping in crap because they can't keep their mouths shut. In Diablo 3, I felt like a god. In Diablo 4, I felt like an NPC that's finding loot. That's such a good description of it. Man, that's on the nose, isn't it? That is right on the nose. It's like, bing. That's the issue. I don't, I don't feel particularly strong. Well over 700 people are here. Guys, take a second and like the video. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit that like button. That's a free way to get this video in front of more people. If you're enjoying the show and you want to talk in the chat, subscribing to the channel is literally free. Hit that subscribe button. You can start talking in my chat and share your thoughts on the topic at hand. Diablo 4, The King is Dead. So many people here right now. Okay, cool. Creature did get my videos. I didn't I didn't send the DM and I was like, oh man, I really hope he saw that I uh, that I put the videos in there. Um uh okay. Shout out to Paul. That's a good guy right there. I like I like Paul. Paul is Paul is very much, you know, excited for this game in this game's corner. He still might be. He he liked Diablo Immortal. I don't think he spent a whole lot of money in it. He was he was one of the guys like you can play this game, you know, free to play. Terminal stupidity with a 20 gifted member bomb. All was quiet on the western front. No gifteds except for the first 3 and this guy drops a 20 bomb just like that. We're on the doorstep of 25. This man wants to see me play Gollum. If you guys manage to hit the stretch goal of 5,000 members, I have to play Gollum, and every time I complain, I have to gift a member. You got four days to do it. The last four days of the month, and Terminal Stupidity is asking for some help. That's a big member bomb. If you get a gifted membership, you don't want to miss the member streams. My wife and I on Friday night, we laughed so hard the first couple hours of the stream, and then we played Armored Core, and we both took turns beating that first like helicopter boss. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. I was giving her such a hard time when she was playing. You, you, you don't want to miss those kinds of streams. They're great. And yes, there will be a Jar Jar Binks Beat Saber stream in the future. I can't do it this week because this week Starfield. Next week, I think we're going to do Baldur's Gate 3. Week after that is like Escape Simulator. But don't worry. You will get the streams that we owe you, okay? Joker Quinn gives a member. He's like, come on, y'all. Let's hit this 25. And he bumps the line to 24. And another one from Patrick. Patrick lands the plane. Who will be the agent of chaos disrupting that nice little even 25 out of 25? Every 25, I gift five back. And DK Beggar retaking the crown as the agent of chaos. He's the single gifted member king around here. And he didn't stop today. Hot shot. You were not a hot shot on that shot. You're a little too slow. And DK Baker beat you to the punch. Same with you, Bumble Pants. Guys, thank you so much. Everybody trying to get in that little Agents of Chaos. Well, two more is 30. That's a great 20 layup. Lay it up. Get it to 30 and just chill and see if the big boys will be tempted. Sounds amazing. Miss the AC stream. Oh, it was a member stream, Lobo. You know? You don't get gifted for some reason. You either have it turned off or maybe you're on a branded account or something. I don't know. It's a member stream. I just joined already loving the community. Thank you so much, Jose. I'd rather play Destiny 2 than Diablo 4 right now, and that's a difficult pill to swallow. Doom Slayer with 13 months. We should have just told you earlier on that it would be bad. We apologize for the delay. Right, Doom Slayer? Like, come on. 
I can't be, thank you for 13 months, Doomslayer. I can't be the only one that read the Rod Ferguson interview and thought, this is not ownership of any of the problems going on right now. It isn't. Telling me that your biggest takeaway was that this was a failure to manage expectations, that's what you think went wrong season one? Really? That's your big takeaway? Nothing else? Yo, Wolfman with two months, welcome back. Predator, oh so gently, oh so gently bumps the line to 29. Thank you so much, Predator. Is AC good? Armored Core is getting very strong reviews from fans of the franchise, but you are going to get your freaking face kicked, okay? The one boss that's like a huge skill check right now, I think I think Eugene said it took him uh, an hour and a half, and he kept going back and changing and changing and changing and changing his build. Like it literally is not. It's not just a matter of skill. I think it's a knowledge check. I really do. I think Armored Core is more than a skill check. It's a skill check, but it's also a knowledge check. If you don't have the terminal stupidity, takes a layup from Predator as Predator bumps the line to 30 and another 50 bomb comes in. Well, no, a 20 bomb comes in, taking it to 50. What a layup from Predator. Unbelievable. Eugene says, I'm loving it more than ever. Yeah. You guys are going to have to really, really be careful with Armored Core 6. you got to go in eyes wide open. Skill checks and knowledge checks. If you've got the skills and the reflexes to play FromSoft games, but you don't apply yourself to the knowledge it takes to respec and build, you're just going to fail. That's why I'll probably never complete that game. I just don't have time for that. I loved it. I think it's cool. I was glad to support the game with a purchase, but there's just no freaking way. No, not like Margit. Not even close. No. Whiskey Neat with seven months of membership. Thank you for all the content, Lono. I'm going through some things, and your show is really helping me stay grounded. God bless. I'm happy to help you out with that, Whiskey Neat. Stay on the ground, brother. AC is getting a lot of good reviews, but it's getting hit by storyline that it's just a game you jump into and shoot them up. Yeah, that's totally fine. Not every game needs to have some crazy, compelling storyline. No worries, Lono. I will join members in due time on my own. Been here for about four months, and I like your style. I appreciate you. I've I've seen your tweets. You're very kind, Broken Lobo. Thank you. And the Agents of Chaos goes again to DK Beggar. Rolls it up to 51, so the next goal is now 75. Margaret's not even a skill check. Margaret's not a skill check, Wheezy, but it is a skill check. You know what I'm saying? Margaret's a skill check for people that they were like, hey, let me check out this FromSoft game, right? To those of us that played Sekiro in Dark Souls 3, you know, if you played, you know, if you played more than me too, if you played Demon Souls and then Dark Souls 1 and 2, it was not a skill check. But for everybody else, it was a skill check. If you're like, yo, let me check out this Elden Ring. <laughs> and you walked into Margaret's room. Yeah, that was, it was a skill check for them. It was. You not for you, but 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 for many it was. That's literally AC in a nutshell. Here's this overarching story: Go kill Max, right? 
Baltius was hard until I got the right build, and then he went down with no repair kit spent. That's the satisfaction in Armored Core. So we're not talking Armored Core today, so we got to move on from this. But that's that's your PSA, all right? Is the satisfaction in that game is more than a skill check. It's a knowledge check. You're going to have to really think through your builds and stuff. So the bright side gives a member and bumps a line to 52. Thank you guys so, so much. Let me give you guys an updated member count since you're already bouncing the count back. 52 members already today. 4458. 4458. So you guys are well on your way. Another example of a skill check like Genichiro. Madam Butterflies consider that game's uh, checkpoint. So, anyways, anyways, we gotta, we gotta get back to Diablo 4. We're, we're 50 minutes in. We're not even an hour in and you guys are taking me elsewhere. We gotta come back. We gotta come back. People coming into the stream are gonna be like, what in the world's going on? I, I came to find out why this guy's saying Diablo 4, the king is dead, and these guys are talking about FromSoft games. So, from where I sit, from where I sit, I wonder what you guys think about the Season 2, the Season 2 announcement. Am I reading too much into this? So during Gamescom 2023, opening night live, Diablo 4 Season 2 announcement hits and it's a month into season one it's called season of blood right is that what it's called season of blood am i reading too much into this do you guys think that this is just this is just normal garden variety uh you're fine you're fine creature i can i can we can always do them later in the day that's fine on the other platforms wheezy says i said it man this is weird I've never seen such an early season announcement. So why is Diablo dead? I'm not arguing that Diablo is dead. What I'm saying is the king is dead, right? I feel that Diablo 4 is slipping from the throne. They are not the ARPG king anymore. That's all in doubt right now. It's all in doubt. It is. Think about it. Think about it. They just basically conceded that they're they're in a bit of a reaction funnel right now. The, the the supposed the supposed king of the ARPG castle. The the alleged king, I believe has slipped from the throne cuz if they're the, if they're the king right now, why are they reacting? Why are they announcing season 2 so early? Like what Do you see what I'm saying? Not once in my show open that I say, oh yeah, they're dead, you know, and, and these other games killed it. Uh, I gotta smear my glasses. I never indicated that. I said, no, it's not dead. Baldur's Gate 3 is not even a factor here in my mind. It isn't. The factors are Path of Exile and Last Epoch and how Season 1 went. Right? That's the issue. The, the, the issue is not like, oh yeah, these other games are killing Diablo or Diablo is dying or Diablo is dead from where I sit who calls them the king what do you mean you don't think within the world of the ARPG you don't think Diablo was seen as the king the biggest the most well-known the most commercially successful like let's rewind the clock Imagine Diablo 4 had a killer launch and didn't have any of these problems or any of these issues. And Season 1 was was crushing it right now. Great player numbers. Okay. Now, would you look at that and think, well, they're not really the king. 
No, you would look at them and say, no, they're the king. They're the biggest name. They're the most well-known. Look how commercially successful they are. The reason that we're talking about this and the reason we're saying, like, man, they're no longer the king is look at the player numbers. Like, I can't be the only person. Because Eugene brought this up in the Discord after the fact. So so during during the announcement, and they said 12 million players, I was like, 12 million? That's it? 12 million? Like, 3 million people bought Final Fantasy 16 week one, and that was just the PlayStation 5. That 12 million total players? You launched on PC... You launched on PlayStation. You launched on Xbox. You're everywhere. And you got 12 million? Like, 30 million lifetime sales of Diablo 3? Wasn't Diablo 3's day one, week one sales, like, record-breaking? Hadigan with a $2 Super Chat tip. Season 2 was announced to, to highlight bug fixes and quality of life. Well, that's another aspect of the Season 2 announcement that I do find a little... Like, huh? Guys, if we get this to 50, bump this to 55. Temp, I, I think you two, I don't think Terminal Stupidity is the only one here today. You know, I don't. Hey, we're getting raided by somebody. I've not been raided by somebody in such a long time. Learn more. Oh, I, I can't click on their name though. I want to go to their channel. It looks like Hood804 is bringing viewers over. If you guys want to talk in my chat and you're coming over with that raid, you do have to be a subscriber. I, we do that because there's so many chat bots out there. It's hard to have a conversation with 700 people when chat bots are coming in. The issue is Diablo 4 probably doesn't have legs, says Wheezy. I'll be fair to Diablo 4 with that. Diablo 3 sold 12 million in one year. Okay, okay. So you're saying that that's actually a big number. Okay. I mean, I was asking the question. It didn't sound like a very big number to me. 53 and 20 from Javier Cotto. Javier Cotto says, I don't need you to bump the line. Predator bumps it to 53, then 54, then 55. And then Javier comes in with the 20 bomb. I told you. I was like, there's somebody else here. I sense the disturbance in the force. And Javier Cotto delivers. Taking it all the way to 75. The man himself. Most of my Discord was playing Diablo 4, and now there's maybe one or two that still enjoy it. Eugene says, 12 million is a big number, but not for the game simultaneously releasing on all platforms. It's not. 12 million for Diablo 3 was just PC. Uh, that's fair pushback from Eugene. How many members for Gollum? Uh, we got to get to 5,000 total members. 5,000, which means you need about 500 more. You guys are going to have to go buck wild insane. We've never had that many members. The fact that we're even considering it is insane. Twitch13MP is the Agent of Chaos. We didn't even get a gifted Agent of Chaos. That's a brand new member bumping the line to 76. Thank you and welcome Twitch13MP. I appreciate that so much. $12 million in one month. It's not 12 million in one month, Wheezy. It's not. It launched in June. June into July is one. July into August is two. That's two months. I'm not trying to act like it's small, but I'm trying to have perspective here. I'm trying to have perspective. It's like, 
you didn't launch on on just PC like you did the first time Diablo 3 came out. You launched you launched everywhere. Lono with his Tekken 8 announcer voice. Javier Cotto. That's right. And Twitch13MP says, I'm not just going to join. I'm going to gift one as well. You love to see that mindset shared here. So much generosity. So much kindness. The fact that we get to do what we do with only 30,000 subscribers is insane. You guys make this channel hit way above its weight class. Thank you so much. Yeah, almost three months. Yeah, we're on the doorstep of three months. Come on. Lono isn't saying Diablo is literally dead. I'm interpreting that as there are too many new entries into the space, and much of them are doing very well in introducing systems that Diablo is either late on implementing or isn't implementing. That's pretty much what it is, Sven. Think about it from this perspective, right? I gotta open up the door. I don't know what's going on. It's getting getting warm in here. Think about it from this perspective. Let's say that Diablo 4 starts to improve itself by adding and adjusting and updating things in re- in relationship to what we're seeing in Path of Exile and Last Epoch. Okay? Let's say they do that. If they do that, isn't there a risk of the people that they lose coming back and being like, well, you're just copying these other games. Like, you don't really have your own identity. You're just copying these other games. Because when Diablo 3 had its comeback moment, it had been out for two years, and they spent two years working on the comeback moment. This is entirely different. Number one, there's way more games to play. So it's way easier for people to just be like, I'm putting Diablo 4 down. <laughs> I'll play Baldur's Gate. I'll play Starfield. I'll play, you know, Spider-Man when it comes out. I'll play Final Fantasy. I'll play Armored Core. There, It's just an absolute monsoon of games. This, this year hasn't stopped. Diablo 3 wasn't facing that much competition back then not even within the ARPG realm just within games in general what I'm hearing is the title should have been Diablo 4 the Prime Minister is facing a vote of no confidence (laughs) it is a vote of no confidence I literally opened up my monologue Zubair and I said this I said many might see this differently but the Diablo 4 Season 2 announcement during Gamescom did not increase my confidence in the game's future. It lowered it. Right there. Right on time, Zuby. Game Pass could save Diablo 4? No, it couldn't. No. Game Pass doesn't save a game that's not featuring good ongoing live service structure. It's not. Like, Game Pass has, what, 20-something million people? Like, those 20 million people aren't going to change the overall reception of Diablo within the gaming world, right? Like, I just, I don't think so at all. Like, that, that's that's not even a factor in the discussion. And, according to Phil Spencer, you're not going to see games come to Game Pass for probably, I would think, years. I think the first time you see an ABK game land on Game Pass is like 2025. I, I would imagine it'd be 2025. Dope shirt. Thank you. This Mastervania shirt... 
is a uh, is obviously a it's a it's a it's a Castlevania you know He-Man mashup. This comes from Ripped Apparel. You can go to Bitly uh, forward slash Ripped or is it how do we do it? Is it Lono Ripped? Reforge Ripped. Bitly forward slash Reforge Ripped. Uh, or you can use the shirt command in chat. I'm not buying Diablo 4, but I'll play it on Game Pass. <laughs> Alex is in chat. Path of Exile, log in. Listen, listen, Alex. I, I know this is like saying I'll go on a date with you in two years, but I'll play Path of Exile too, okay? <laughs> I might even try out Last Epoch, all right? Because this is pretty convincing. Yeah, this, this is pretty convincing, dude. 35 bucks and a t- way more, okay? All right? I've even considered playing Path of Exile with my wife because people are like, yeah, you can play it pretty casually, you know, just have a guide next to you, and you could play it couch co-op pretty casually. The problem with that is, yo, another gifted member bumping us to 78. Thank you so much, Predator. Predator coming in clutch today with these gifteds. Yo, if you guys bump it to 80, you might trigger one of the big boys if you bump this over here to 80. Last Epoch's really good, says Alex. Yeah, I mean, the only challenge for uh, for me right now is if I'm going to play a game like this, I have to be able to play at couch co-op with my wife to enjoy it. I do. So, I am not a CRPG guy. I'm going to take a crack at Baldur's Gate 3 with my wife. We'll do a stream on a Friday night. We'll design... It, it should be hysterical, us arguing about decisions and what we should do. It should be very fun. We've always enjoyed the scary games where you can debate about decisions, so Baldur's Gate 3 could be a game that we could enjoy. I, I, again, I'm not, a, I'm not a CRPG guy. I'm not a dice rolly turn turn-based guy, okay? Um, you know, Starfield's also this week as well. So there's a handful of things sort of in the way of me jumping in and trying out Path of Exile with my wife because I thought Diablo 4 was going to carry me to this week, right? Mi- you know, Early June, Diablo 4 lands. I'm thinking all of June and July, we'll be enjoying Diablo and then, you know, and then Starfield will come out. I- I- I'm not, I- Baldur's Gate 3 wasn't even on my radar, right? Wasn't even on my radar. And then I saw the success and I've had lots of people come in and say, I don't really play these games and I'm enjoying it. And I thought I need to give this game a try. Okay. Again, on PlayStation, because I can play it in my living room on the couch and, and play split screen. <laughs> cause I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Alex doesn't wait for the layup and he drops a 20 bomb on the chat and delivers the doorstep 98 out of 100 on the goal the big men are in chat and Alex says I'm gonna do this myself but Predator steals it from him 99 from Alex's single and Predator slams it home for 100 out of 100 making Alex the agent of chaos he bumps it up to 101 meaning the next goal is 125 thank you for the insane amount of generosity guys we hit so many goals already, all right? My wife and I have to play Mortal Kombat. I have to do a Beat Saber stream with the Jar Jar uh, outfit. It's just a mask. We couldn't find the outfit, but we got the mask. Um, and if you hit 
the stretch goal of 5,000, I have to play Gollum, and every time I complain, I have to gift a member, because Gollum literally looks like a pile of trash. Another gifted member bumming it to 102 comes from Twitch13MP. Good to see you in the chat, Keeg the Geek. Been hanging out again. I've really missed and enjoy your coverage and content. This is the OG Screen Ghost. I, Secret Ghost, I know who you are. You're the guy who made the funny Alexa video in another life. In another life, in another time. <sighs> Anyways, all that to say this. Doctor, why are your eardrums busted? Do you listen to loud music? No, I listen to Lono announcing member bombs. <laughs> that's right, that's right. I go away from the mic, I'm like, like I come over here and scream. Yo, what's good feed? Good to see you in the chat. Um, Yeah, so back to what I was saying before I was interrupted by the insane generosity of this community. Um, I, I was not thinking that I would be in this scenario. Thank you, Jose, for gifting a member. It's a single gifted member train all of a sudden. 103, thank you very much. Every little bit helps, man. There's like 700 people here. If like half of you, half of you gift one, we're there. We're there. Funny Alexa video. Yeah, he did an Alexa where like I was the voice of the Alexa. It was really, really funny. It it was really, really funny. I've never seen such a great community. Glad I found you. Well, thank you for being here, Infinite uh, Infinity Lefty. That's a great name. Yo, Keeg the Geek's gonna bump the line to 104. Ooh, ooh, almost a 105, 20 bomb layup. Uh oh. Uh oh. In my mind, again, to restate it, I imagined that June and July I would be playing Diablo 4. Now, when I looked at the way that they had set up seasons, I thought my wife and I will probably just stay in the Eternal Realm. We'll get our Eternal Realm characters up and we'll just run the end game content loop of, you know, Hell Tides and Nightmare Dungeons. We'll just each have one character. I'm not messing with seasons, right? Yo, what's good, Patrick? How are you? So, that didn't happen. Predator with the layup of 105. Let's see if any of the big boys wants to steal this 20 bomb. I, I Actually, my favorite is when they all do it by accident at the exact same time. Let's see if that happens. It'll destroy chat. It'll break chat if it happens. No one will be able to chat for like 10 minutes. Anyways. So, you know, Al, you know, oh no, it's Alex is in chat. He's been, he's been pestering me about playing uh, Path of Exile for a while. And I actually would love to give it a shot. I really, really would. It's just a terrible timing right now. This week would be a horrendous time for me to start a game like that. Stress on the word, you know, horrendous. It would be really, really hard. It would be difficult because I, there's just too much coming out. We're, we're, we're literally on the precipice of a monsoon of games. Right, Starfield and Baldur's Gate 3 both this week. A five bomb from Patrick. He's like, I'll bump it. He's like, I will bump the line. No problem to 110. Thank you so much, Patrick. Um, You know, the just this week alone is Starfield and Baldur's Gate 3. Like, I, I have to pick between Starfield and Baldur's Gate 3 this week. Right? Right? That's insane that I have to say that sentence. End of the year, Path of Exile, next year, last last Epoch, easy clap. Yeah, so says you. So says you, easy clap, right? I can't, I don't, I don't have time for all this insanity, you know? I don't have, I don't have time for all this insanity. It's almost overwhelming, so many games I'm hyped for. Yeah, we're not even in October yet. October's when it, there are so many games in October. I was like, why did you guys do this? Did you guys all agree that you were going to launch like every single game in October? 
Why? <laughs> like, come on. So much so that Assassin's Creed Mirage, like, bumped their date back earlier. Because they're like, yo, we got to get out in front of this. October's nuts. Alex gets you for a few weeks. I get you for a few weeks. Everybody wins. Y'all are fighting over me like I'm a piece of meat. I mean, I I, I like that. It makes me feel special. But uh, <laughs> I'm really wanting Path of Exile to work for Couch Co-op, right? Not sure if Diablo is going to stand on its own with all the upcoming options for consumers. Yeah, Jose, that was something that I tried to highlight in my show open. I said, listen, I said, I don't know how you'll be able to have your comeback, right? How do you have your comeback when there's way more games to play? When Diablo 3 had its comeback moment, there wasn't a ton going on at the time. It wasn't like there was an insane amount of games. This is the best year in gaming we've likely had in, what, 15 years? Somewhere between 10 and 15 years. This is the strong, this is the strongest year in gaming we've had in that amount of time. It's been a very, very long time since we've had a year this strong. You also have to consider something. When Diablo 3 originally launched, it was PC only. So it really only had to recapture the Diablo fan base on PC. We're in a different world now. People are playing Diablo everywhere. So you got guys playing Diablo who are suddenly like, I'm playing Starfield. You're going to have guys playing Diablo or that we're playing Diablo that are going to be like, I'm playing Spider-Man. You know, I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3 is coming to all consoles this year, basically, except for Switch. I, I imagine Xbox is going to push for a November-December launch date for Baldur's Gate 3 because once they start talking about that game because of the Game Awards and Jeff Keighley's like, and the game of the year 2023 goes to Baldur's Gate 3, you know, Xbox is going to be happy to say, hey, it launches here, you know, next week, right? Now, obviously, that's still a disadvantage to them, but they can at least land at the time when it's having, like, another round of, of, of strong marketing. Easily the best year of gaming in recent memory. 2018 and 2020 with Big 2. Gaming is killing it the past few years. Uh, 2020? Really? I felt, wasn't 2020 like super disappointing? Like everything got delayed. The, the consoles had virtually no launch titles. I, I don't remember 2020 being that exciting. Maybe it's because I had like eyes on the next gen and... It took it took us almost a year and a half to even get up up and running. Is that's what it felt like? <laughs> you think the winner is going to be Tears of the Kingdom? No shot. No shot. You can't you can't you can't award th- that game after after what after what Baldur's Gate three has pulled off. I don't even know what came out in twenty twenty. Yeah, I feel like th- I feel like twenty twenty was mega weak. Twenty seventeen went crazy. Twenty twenty had Cyber Skunk. Yeah, it has Cyberpunk. Ooh. Miles Morales, Demon Souls, FF seven remake, Neo, off top of my head. Okay, it wasn't as bad as maybe I'm remembering it, right? It's hard to have fond memories of twenty twenty for me personally. <laughs> for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have, you gotta cut me some slack. You know, I have a hard time remembering 2020 
in a, in, in a fond way at all, right? The first six months weren't so bad. And then it was terrible after that. So <laughs> I don't really remember a whole lot that came out that year. Yo, Dave1D with eight months of memberships. Time flies and games die. Carry on, Lono. Thank you so much. Wasn't 2020 a great year for scalpers? Weezy says, Ghost is cool. Tilu 2 is cool. Doesn't stack up to this year at all. Yeah, this year is insane. You know why we know this year is insane? Is that when someone tries to list all the games coming, they end up forgetting some. <laughs> That's how you know this year is insane. Is somebody's like, well, there's still a bunch of games coming. And they'll list like four or five. And it's like, yeah, you forgot The Lords of the Fallen. You forgot Lies of P. You forgot. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's always a couple that get left out. It looks like Sea of Stars is doing excellent. I'm seeing fives out of fives, nines out of tens. I'm seeing an open critic score of 92. Another win for gamers. And I'm never going to touch that game. Not even a game for me, but another win for gamers. Another, another notch in this year's belt. Just awesome. Just awesome to see. Very exciting to see. There are five bangers coming out. Yeah, you got, even just in the fighting world alone, you have Street Fighter 6 and Mortal Kombat 1, right? Yeah, Space Marine 2 is allegedly still coming and people got their hands on it and said it's awesome. Like what? If they actually pull out for the performance that we've seen in this in the Space Marine 2 gameplay up to now, great. Listen, you guys are making the point right now that a Diablo 4 comeback, if they try to go on a comeback tour, it's going to be really freaking hard. Because I don't think that this year is anomalous. I think this year... I think this year will be oddly more full than the next year. Because I think what we're getting in 2023 is a lot of overflow from past delays. Okay? Yeah, City Skylines 2, Helldivers 2, right? We're always forgetting games that are coming. I actually think this year is a teeny bit of overflow. Like, to the degree that, like, next year we'll say, oh, wow, this isn't as many games as 2023. Like, I don't think we should expect this to be the standard, but I do think it's the beginning of the rudder turning. I think that we're going to have better cadence of games going forward, okay? And because of that, you have to imagine being Diablo 4 in 12 months and saying, hey, come back. We're, we're turning the game around, Right? If they try to have like a a 2.0 moment, right? If they try to have a 2.0 moment, you you have got to think about how many many games will be coming out. Not to mention, it's not just about the games coming out. It's that everybody has taken a crack at live service. Everybody. And I know that makes you groan, and I know it makes you worry, but... Our goal as gamers, I don't. I think if gamers became less ideological and more principled, I think we would stand a better chance at stopping bad practices instead of always trying to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Live service is trash. Okay, that's ideological. I, th- th- that's you. You can't stop live service from coming, but if you're principled. You can stand against bad practices. I'm not going to support that. 
I'm not going to support that microtransaction setup. I'm not going to support a game that does that. Right? These games are doing live service. These games are doing monetization structures that I can support, but I can't support that over there. I think we need to be the sifting bowl that all these live service games coming are sifted through. You can't just turn your nose up and say, no, 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 no. Live service games are the devil. It's like, well, no, they're coming. They're coming. Everybody's taking a crack at live service. Which means that Diablo 4 has even more competition. Even more of the player bases on the consoles will be potentially playing something else that's live service. That's ongoing. Say what you will this year alone. Baldur's Gate 3, Tears of the Kingdom, Street Fighter 6, Mortal Kombat 1, uh, Dead Space Remake, Hi-Fi Rush, Dave the Diver, Armored Core 6, Final Fantasy 16, Starfield, Pikmin, Spider-Man 2, Sea of Stars, Lies of P, Lords of the Fallen. This year's nuts. Yeah, like if Jedi Survivor wouldn't have launched in such a bad state, it would be on that list too. You also left out Hogwarts, right? Like, just there's so many games. You just you all you end up forgetting some. You end up forgetting some. I'm hoping more uh, great indie development in the game industry uh, that make them triple A's bite the dust. I don't necessarily think that indie titles can make a triple A bite the dust, but I definitely think you can start to make triple A's look less impressive. It you know smaller studios can can really throw their weight around. Yeah, Resident Evil Four remake. I mean, it's been a good year for VR as well. Call of the Mountain looks good. Um, it, like I, I didn't think the gameplay was as good. It was a lot of climbing, but Call of the Mountain was good. The Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge was good. Synapse was good. Yeah, Tekken 8. Isn't Tekken 8 next year? It's, it's too much. It's too much, Wheezy. So, yeah, Woe Long. That's right. Mario Wonder hasn't come out yet. We forgot about Super Mario Brothers Wonder. <clears throat> Super Mario RPG Remake, the only turn-based game I've ever enjoyed. Now, you forgot Redfall? We're, we're all trying to forget Redfall, okay? <laughs> Xbox fans especially are trying to forget Redfall. <laughs> Xbox podcasts and Xbox YouTubers are really trying to forget Redfall, right? They're not calling for that 60 FPS update or accountability. Trains moving on. (laughs) Anyway, in light of everything we just said, in light of everything we just said, so many games. How's your confidence level in Diablo 4 having its comeback? Yeah, Sonic Superstars, another game. How, How confident are you that Diablo 4 can have its comeback moment. I'm I actually the more we talk about it the more I doubt it can happen. I I do. I doubt it. It's like no. No. I uh, th- that's the concern, right? Is that you're going to you're going to you're going to fast forward here in 2 years and I uh, do you think they just put the game out to pasture? Or they just like it's just not worth it. They'll just put it on fumes. You get these little teeny seasons and they'll just coast Diablo 5. Apparently Diablo 5's already planned. Diablo 3 had a comeback. They could do it, but it'll take years. 
I've consistently said, though, that the difference, Dave, is they literally, like, went nose down quiet, and then, boom, they deliver, what was it, Lord of Destruction DLC? It was the, it was the LOD DLC, Lord of Destruction, and Loot 2.0. You know, they spent two years working on that. If they spend two years working on a comeback this time, they can't do it. I, I mean, they can, but they can't do it in such a clear way because there's going to be seasons all along the way. Right? Plus, aren't we going to get a new season of Halo Infinite? <laughs> Shut up, Derek. A 10-year game lasts as long as Hogwarts. Well, no, they will 100% make two big expansions. The problem will be is if they don't land. What interval do you think those expansions come out, Wheezy? You think, what, June of next year is the first one? Oh, Reaper of Souls. Wait. Lord of Destruction was Diablo 2. I'm dating myself. (laughs) Whoops. Sorry, I've played every Diablo, and I get the names mixed up. Sorry, yeah, Reaper of Souls. Reaper of Souls, yeah. Lord of Destruction was Diablo 2, my mistake. Infinite's great now, so most likely. Halo Infinite's great now? I I, I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't I don't believe you. I don't believe you. You think end of 2024? Like holiday? Yo, could we get 400 likes on this video? We are super close to 400 likes, man. You guys are crushing it today. So many gifted members, so many likes, so many new subscribers. Thank you guys so, so much for all that you do for the channel. Hadigan hits a month of membership. Diablo 4 has a limited window to make vast improvements. If Path of Exile 2 drops before Diablo 4 has an upswing, it's over for D4. They're against the clock. Hang on a minute. It was trending recently because of because of Summit because of Summit and Shroud or what? Like two weeks into Halo Infinite's new season, it dropped to like the twenty-first most played game on Xbox. So the new season did not invoke any sort of a comeback moment for that game. I think it's awesome that, you know, Summit's playing it, Shroud's playing it, and people think it's awesome, but hmm. I'm telling you right now, Halo's only only promising comeback would be to hand that game to id Software. Quit effing around. Just turn 343 into quality assurance. You killed that company anyway with the way you treated them, okay? The way... That's not what today's about, okay? Hand that game to id. Okay? Let id Software give it the doom treatment and stop it. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? That game's running on fumes and a skeleton crew. Doesn't matter if it's improved. There's no player base. The Path of Exile 2 beta will steal enough people, says Wheezy. I mean... Yeah, they hit like 6,000 players in the last, what, 24 hours on Steam? 
6,000? How about a new Doom? That would be the only challenge with trying to get id Software to take it over is they probably wouldn't want to. I would assume they're working on a new Doom. You know. Hopefully they don't want to do split screen. <laughs> Even if Halo improved by leaps and bounds, am I going to go back during the greatest year in gaming ever? So close to Starfield, I can't stop thinking about Thursday. I'm giddy. I'll be dancing in joy from it recently. I'm going to click my ankles now. Good night. It's, it's okay, man. It's okay. I, I, hope, I hope that game is everything for you. We're probably going to have to cover it tomorrow. We're going to have to cover it tomorrow. Because it's heating up on Twitter for all the wrong reasons. In the realm of video game comebacks, right? In the realm of video game comebacks, I want games to have their comeback moment. I do. I don't care how down the game gets. I I don't. I don't. Can, Can you imagine if in like a year they dropped an insane update for Redfall and everyone talked about how great it was and it was free and it completely reinvented the game right so for me it's like I always want to celebrate that it's all to me the question is the likelihood of it happening right the likelihood of it happening is the issue Oh, 6K player average peaks has been, that's been like that for months. Okay, so yeah, there's not some comeback moment happening for Infinite. Yeah, I'll be playing Starfield on September the 1st. I'll actually play Starfield the night before on my couch. I'll put in as much time as I possibly can, and then we'll boot up on the 1st. I'll give you my first impressions, and then we'll dive back into playing. So there there will not be a segment this week with Mike, I don't think, unless I can be persuaded to do something different. So... So, to me, it's like, hey, Heavy Metal Mama, thank you, welcome back in. How are you? Good to see you. It's, for me, it's like, I would absolutely love it for Diablo 4 to have a comeback moment. Why? I would play it. I would play it. I would play it with my wife. We, we played Diablo 3 a bunch. The question is not whether or not like I want that to happen. The question is whether or not it will. Right? And I don't think it will. Right? Like, I love No Man's Sky. I wish I had time to play No Man's Sky. I do. I've got a save file with like a ton, a ton of money. I, had, I started over on PlayStation, which I'm glad I did, because if I ever play the game, I kind of want it to be a fresh playthrough. Like, it's always weird coming back to a game after that long and and having it feel like I haven't been here in an age. I don't even know what I was doing or when or where I was, right? So for me, it's like I'm okay with it coming back and, and, being, and being fresh. But... I, I wish I had time for it, because I've been so pleased with everything I've seen about No Man's Sky. I've been so pleased. I heard Halo slander. Who wants to smoke? The only smoke is that game, man. It's in. It's just a pile of ashes. 
I've been playing No Man's Sky again all weekend. It's so good. Really wish I had the VR too, as my buddy does, and he says it's incredible. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to reinstall and check it out. I was checking out that Hellfire game. I would stay away from that game for now. That game needs some patches. But then there's another one launching this week, tomorrow, that looks like it could be pretty promising. Another shooter. I'm worried that some of these guys are rushing to market because they want to be like, they want to be there first, and they're not ready. Like that Hellfire game, I feel like if they just rushed it, it's like, man, y'all could have taken another month or two. There's no rush here. It's okay. Like, you don't, you don't, you don't got to rush. There aren't even that many VR2s in circulation just yet. Let them ramp up distribution. Goodness gracious. I'm glad they're super involved and in their Discord and like talking about patching things and fixing things, but there was no reason to rush that game out. It wasn't ready. Right now in Steam, it's getting a bump in players monthly. It's small, but making it, uh, but it's making it back. No, I'm looking at the last six months. The, the player numbers right now are not any higher than they've ever been. I'm seeing 24-hour player peaks at 6,000, 12,000, 7,800, 7,500, 6,800, 12,000, 6,400, 5,500, 8,300, 6,800, 7,000. It's nowhere that it hasn't been recently. It's not suddenly higher at all. It's right in line with where it's been for the last six months. Yeah, Firewall. Did I say the wrong thing? There's a Firewall PSVR 2 game. I, it's it's really rough around the edges. It has a lot of potential, but I would skip it for now. I would not touch it. It's really rough. Yeah, Soul, Soul Frame looks awesome. Did they confirm with that gameplay? Is that game co-op or was that an AI? Oh, did I say Hellfire? I might have said Hellfire. I'm getting really confused. Yeah, there's Witchfire, there's Firewall, there's... Yeah, Firewall Ultra. Yeah, I probably said the wrong name. (coughs) I want a Path of Neo remake. There's fun to be had in Halo Infinite, but don't expect a huge content update on maps or meta changes. Experience is really good, but it's rough. Yeah, it's got massive potential to play with other people. They just got to polish it up. They just got to polish it up. They said co-op, but that mission was AI, I do believe. Soul Frame is co-op? Okay. Looking sick. Can we move on from talking about Dead Halo, please? What game is that? What game is that? Is that total players or is that what it, what what's that number of players? Is that total players or another game or average players? You said Hellfire. Oops, sorry. Firewall. I'm surprised I enjoy EA solo game Immortal. I'm good with the Guardian of the Galaxy story style. Better than Forspoken. The real shame about uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising is they... uh, they tanked the, or they canceled the sequel. That was really disappointing. Oh, that's average players for Halo. Yeah, average players for Halo has been between low low 3,000s and mid 4,000s since June of last year. There has been virtually no change. Anybody saying that Halo is coming back or having a comeback moment, 
you're dreaming. Like, you're literally not looking at facts. If you zoom all the way out June 2022 to now, it's it's not having a comeback moment at all. It's right within the range that it's always been. Now, obviously, we're looking at Steam, but Steam is a barometer, is it not? It's like, this you would see it surge in interest on Steam, which would be indicative that there's a surge of interest on Xbox. And it's nowhere to be seen on most played games on Xbox. It's in, like, the mid-20s. Immortals is 720 and under 60 FPS. I'm good. It was an old gen game, though. What are you talking about? That's not. That wasn't like a next gen game. Yeah, I saw the gameplay of Soul Frame. It looked really good. It looked really interesting. It looked like it was going to be a little syncopated. Like it didn't seem like combat was going to be fast, which I'm okay with. There was a syncopation to a lot of what I saw. It's not a barometer. Sure, a location where the game is installed and you can see player base numbers go up when new content comes out and go back down after the content becomes less interesting. That's not a barometer or an indication of interest at all. It means nothing. The people who play Halo on Steam don't matter at all. There's zero indication of you know what they do indicating what the game's interest is. Except, well, you can actually go to Xbox's website and you can go to most played games and you can track it day to day anytime there's been a big update or a new season. In Halo, what happens on the most played Xbox games lines up perfectly with what we've seen on Steam. So, that's called corroborative data. Like, the data corroborates with itself. It's like, both platforms are seeing the same response. So, yes, Steam is a barometer. Phoenix Rising has the free PS5 upgrade. It shoots the numbers way up for graphics. It's lovely. Immortals is next-gen only? What? When did that game come out? That's not true. Oh, you're talk. we're talking about different games, Trophy. We're talking about Immortals Phoenix Rising, not Immortals of Avium. Oh, when he brought up Immortals, I thought he was talking about Immortals Phoenix Rising. I forgot about Immortals of Avium. Sorry. When he said that, I immediately, for some reason, went... Because he said single player, I just, for some reason, thought of Immortals Phoenix Rising. I was like, what are you talking about? Okay, sorry. We're passing in the night. Yeah. He's talking about Immortals of Avium. Yeah, Immortals of Avium is weird. The, The performance of that game is odd. I had fun with it, but it's, you know, people are blaming Unreal 5. I don't, I'm not ready to write off Unreal 5 yet like some people are. You know, Al, oh no, it's Alex is like, it, Unreal 5 is trash. And I'm like, how many, have we seen enough games to conclude that? Like, I want to see what Lords of the Fallen runs like before I conclude that it's trash. People have played Lords of the Fallen and have good things to say about it, so... That doesn't mean anything. Vertical slice, super polished, you know, whatever. But I'm not ready to be like, yeah, Unreal 5 is trash. A lot of people are switching to Unreal 5. First Descendant, all of the future cyberpunk projects are Unreal 5. The uh, Lords of the Fallen's coming this year, Unreal 5. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not. I think some of the best engines out there are... 
the Decima engine, the RE engine, and, and uh, Insomniac's proprietary engine. Um, a couple of the Sony studios have really good proprietary engines, like I think Santa Monica's is proprietary. I don't know what Bend. What did Bend use for Days Gone? That seemed like a really good engine because it ported really well. Unreal 5 isn't the problem. It's everyone's lack of a 4090. 4090 fixes all. <laughs> Nanine and Lumen are probably too heavy for current gen when implemented, says Wheezy. People are hyper-focused on resolution numbers due to being focused for years. Upscalers and post-processing are proving resolution is not king. Yeah, the the whole thing that gets thrown around about resolutions, I think the thing that frustrates me the most about that is... I do think that what you're dealing with a lot of the times is they're being misleading. It's like we've never in the history of games this generation talked about games and talked about their internal resolution. Like, do you really want to start talking about internal resolution? Especially if you're on the Xbox side of things. Do you really want to talk about where the Series S hits internal most of the time? Like, series? You want to do that? We don't ever talk about internal like when God of War 2018 got a 4K checkerboard update, like, or when these games upscale to 1440, well, internally, shut up! Like you're, you don't have no. The only reason you know that is because you watched a video that told you that. Upscaling technology has gotten really good. <clears throat> you're being persnickety about something that you don't even notice. You watch a video that tells you. Dollars to donuts, you could put out a video tomorrow lying to people, and a game's internal resolution could be, you know, 1440 upscale to 4K. And then you're like, yeah, internally it's uh it's dropping to 1080 and then it's upscaling. You'd be like, look at this game, internal 1080. And they'd be like, Yeah, we were just lying because you're stupid and will believe anything. Like, we're just doing this to prove that you don't really care about games. You're just chasing numbers that nobody notices. Now, yes, when the internal drops down into like the 700s, the upscaling technology can't really smooth that over. It's going to look blurry. There were times where I was playing Immortals of Avium. I thought there was motion blur, right? I thought there was motion blur. But I think this whole thing of we're going to run with headlines and tweets talking about a game's resolution and, and acting and acting as if its internal resolution is the resolution. And it's like, come on, that's so freaking dishonest. We've never done that. Why all of a sudden are we running with headlines and tweets? The game runs at 1080. No, it runs at 1080 internal, upscaled to 1440, and upscaling technology has gotten really, really good. There's a whole video on this, and the guy shows you when upscaling is happening. And if he's standing perfectly still, you can't. You can tell. You you 100% can tell. As soon as he starts moving, you can't tell. And he's like, look how much better performance we get. By lowering internal and upscaling, you get way more consistent frames and frame timing. Because you're not making the game so dadgum hard to run. But we're like, well, internally, it's 10... Returnal runs at 1080. Shut the frick up. It, it's, it's a beautiful game. You just know that because you watched a video. You didn't play it and conclude, oh, this game's running at 1080. 
No, you saw a video that told you that. And you think internal resolution matters? Why? You couldn't tell me why. You just think it does. Because it gives you an opportunity to talk down about a game. As long as the internal resolution doesn't drop before it's below 1080, I don't even know why we freaking talk about it. Why? What's the point? If it's successfully upscaling consistent and landing at 1440, and I get really, really consistent frames, then who the frick cares? Who cares? The important thing is the final product. Internal is irrelevant. Oh, is relevant. Because the less info the upscaler has, the worse the image reconstruction. Like I said, the only time it matters was when it drops below 1080. Pony Meltdown? Do you have any idea how low the internal resolutions drop on the Xbox Series S? You want to play consistent and start criticizing games for their internal resolution? You're going to lose that fight. Hand over fist. Do you really think the Xbox can go toe-to-toe in a debate about internal resolution? You think so? You think you got the chops over there with the world's strongest console to really have some kind of a competition about internal resolution? Go for it. Go look up all the games that run, all the multi-plat games that have launched the last three years, and see who falls woefully behind on internal resolution. You'll look silly. You'll look absolutely silly. It's, it's a matter of understanding the technology. Like, upscaling has been used this entire generation. It's just now being used as a talking point to bash games, which just betrays ignorance. My PC is the strongest console. None of this matters and is funny. Well, it does matter because as somebody who owns a PC, you're showing your brazen ignorance. There was a fantastic video about this, and the guy was doing it all on his PC. And he was showing how utilizing upscaling versus native is significant. The upscaling technology is getting better and better and better. So you're worried about native? What? What? Okay, that's fine. If you champion native, good for you. But there are people on PC that would be perfectly happy with, I don't care about native. If you can give me 4K with upscaling and I can get consistent frames, then I don't care about native. That's really the conversation that we're having is native versus upscaling. So bashing consoles for upscaling, there are plenty of people on PC that have no problem with upscaling. Because it's not about native, it's about the experience. Like, fighting for native 4K? Why? Why even fight that fight right now? Just upscale to 4K. It looks great. Who, who right now is just every day booting up their PC and playing games native 4K? 60. 60. Native 4K 60. How many games are doing that? How many computers are doing that consistently? Come on. It's not even something the average PC user, look at the stats from Steam. Look at the stats from Steam on the hardware saturation and where it falls. The lion's share of the PC gaming user base isn't doing anything anywhere near native 4K. So, so, so bashing consoles, PC Master Race bashing consoles for having to use upscaling, you do realize that like the g- gross majority of PC users are not running anything near strong enough to do native 4K. So if your rig is strong enough to do native 4K, you're nobody in the market. Nobody's building anything for you. 
most companies are going to use upscaling technology. Why? Because you're nobody. You're a, you're a percentage point of a percentage point in the market right now. The average person's not rocking a PC that's running native 4K 60. So you don't have any buying power in the market. And so acting like, well, look at these console peasants. They have to use upscaling. Yeah, uh-huh. So does virtually every PC user in the market. If you want to actually get really high resolutions in some of these new games, they're going to have to utilize upscaling. 3060 can get you 4K60. Not without upscaling, it can't. 4090s are hitting native 4K60. They're not hitting native 4K60 in full suite UE5 games. Dude, native 4K60 is so incredibly challenging. Like, no... (laughs) Nobody right now on on console having to rely on upscaling, you're acting like, oh, what, PCs don't have to do that. Really? Like, what, what percentage of the PC user base doesn't have to have upscaling to hit, the, hit high resolutions? What percentage? Hang on, I gotta save this thumbnail. Worldwide, most PCs still have HDDs. PC gaming is niche. PC gaming is not niche. No, 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 no. PC gaming is quite large. It is. It's quite large. But PC Master Race guys always speak out of turn. It's like, listen, man, you spent thousands of dollars to build a supercomputer. Good for you. The lion's share of the PC world didn't do that. So poo-pooing upscaling, you're talking about the PC gaming world too. Pay attention to reality. Yeah, your console peasants gotta use upscaling. (laughs) Yeah, so does most of the PC user base if they want to hit 4K. So who are you really dogging on? What, everybody but you? That just feels like a sign of insecurity. You know what I mean? You feel like the guy that bought the Hummer. It's like, come on, dude. It, we know it's small. Don't don't waste your money on the Hummer. He didn't say 4K60 on a game. He said most of their games. Yes, the average PC in the market, the vast majority of the gaming PCs in the market are not doing native 4K60. They're not. The average computer right now that's consistently running 4K is probably playing a game that's utilizing upscaling. It's not running native. It isn't. Upscaling has gotten incredibly good. And so it's it's better to lean on upscaling than to run native. You run native and you're going to kill the game's performance. Like, I'm telling you, you got to watch the video where the guy breaks this down. Pining after native 4K bro it's it's ignorant it's totally ignorant upscaling doesn't count it's like fake versus real no that's not true that is simply untrue if you actually look at the breakdowns and how it works bro you can't even tell it's happening as soon as you're moving around you cannot tell it's like it's barely noticeable (laughs) now yes there's a line the further down you go with the internal resolution, the more noticeable it becomes. So as long as you don't go too far down on internal, you're not going to notice. 
even a 3060 I don't see hitting native 4k 60 on most games it sounds highly unlikely DLSS is way better than normal upscaling Listen, there's a lot of things at play here. The, the idea of like looking at consoles, having to use upscaling, and acting like PCs don't have to do that, there's an incredibly small percentage of PCs out there that won't have to lean on any upscaling at all. This will always be relevant. PCs are better than console. Question, is your PC? That's exactly right. We've we've had this conversation so many times before. Like right now, if I boot up if I boot up um I'm trying to think it's hard because there's not very many games that have hit both. Returnal and Ratchet and Clank are on both. If I boot up Returnal and Ratchet and Clank on my PlayStation 5, and you're making fun of me, mocking me, you're stupid, you bought a console, PC's way better. My question's always going to be is, does your PC run it better? Does it? Because the stats are in my favor. Most people, according to Steam, don't own rigs that will run better than the PlayStation 5. Of those two games in particular, right? Who needs a PlayStation 5? The games come to PC eventually anyway. Yeah, can your PC run them as well? Because they were built for that rig over there. I mean, they're built for the PlayStation 5. They're going to run the game incredibly well. The lion's share of the side-by-sides of Ratchet and Clank, PlayStation 5 looked better so much of the time because it was built for that system. Like, all the transitions were seamless. There were no hitches. There were no stutters. There were no lags. Why? Because it's like, well, it was built for that system. You bring it over here, and it depends on the rig. It's shot in the dark. Some PCs ran it as well. Some PCs didn't. Now, sure, PCs that are really, really strong are going to be able to turn up the lighting and the resolution and the texture detail. But by and large, most of the people out here puffing their chest about PCs, very few of them even have a rig that you would say, oh yeah, that can run native 4K. Or that can run ports of PlayStation 5 games better than the PlayStation 5. The average person isn't in that situation. And to get in that situation, you have to spend way more money. Which, if that's what you value, great. But if you're being economical about it, it's, it makes way more sense to not do that unless that's something that is incredibly important to you. I want the freedom of Steam. You know, I don't want to have to pay for online multiplayer. Uh, I love all of the indie games that hit Steam. Like, those are huge value points that are great. Like, that's why I have everything. It's like, I don't, I don't have to worry about where something lands. <clears throat> Why does it need to run better? What do you mean, why does it need to run better? I'm pushing back against the narrative that's, like, smirkingly mocking the fact that consoles have internal resolutions and upscaling. Yeah, The average PC is in a similar situation. You're not running native 4K, so what are we even talking about? If you're serious about gaming, not getting a gaming PC makes little sense. But what do you mean by if you're serious about gaming? I might be serious about gaming because it's something I really enjoy and I think that you know um, Spider-Man looks amazing and Final Fantasy looks amazing and I want to try out that Gran Turismo VR maybe you're really serious about gaming and the best the best option you got is well I'm gonna buy a con I'm gonna buy an Xbox and hop on Game Pass because I get to game every weekend and try out new games you know, I'm playing every game that hits Game Pass, right? That might be somebody who's really serious about gaming. They're just not counting pixels. 
right? Counting pixels, man, I'm telling you, if that's what you value, that's great. I will never tell you to not value that, but not everybody values that. You want to count pixels and frames. Listen, there's another thing that happens right now in gaming conversations. There are people that count trophies. I don't do that. When I beat Viewfinder in uh, on, on the PlayStation 5, I didn't go back for any of the trophies. I had a perfectly fine time with the game. I, I beat it, and then I felt good, and I, I didn't go back. And if you look at my trophy count on that game, it's really low. There are people that will go back into that game, and they'll get every single trophy. And I'm like, bro, that's, to me, that's so unappealing. So just leave room for different types of gamers out there. My main pushback was, if you're going to sit here and act like internal resolution is the resolution of the game, I look at people like that very suspiciously. It's like, I think you're just being dishonest. Returnal runs at 1080. No, it doesn't. You're being misrepresentative of the technology. It internally runs at 1080 and it upscales to give you a very smooth and consistent performance because it's a third person bullet hell rogue and I can't have any frame hitches. It's got to run smooth. It's got to be seamless. The transition's got to be flawless and doing an internal 1080 upscale gives me that. Not once have I ever played that game and thought, yeah, I can tell that internals it's running at 1080. Now, there are times in the icon fights in Final Fantasy 16 you can tell because it gets almost blurry. The internal resolution has to go so low that it doesn't have enough information to make the upscale look crisp and clean. I have Returnal Plat because I'm a psycho. I really want to go back and get more clears in that game. Such a fun game. Such a fun game. We're well off topic, and that's okay. I did. I did it's hard to. It's hard to go the distance with Diablo because I think a lot of people are just kind of like tired of talking about it. We do have an upload incoming though, um, and that'll happen in thirty minutes. Uh, did I spell that right? Hang on. Yeah. It's just being goofy because, yeah, I guess it's not part of the lie. It's not part of the dictionary, Ragnarok. We're going to be, I have an upload today about the DLC rumors. And then we're going to go to members after. If I trophy hunt, it's because I love the game so much. I'm not even trophy hunting in uh, in Ghost of Tsushima, and I absolutely love that game. I put 66 hours into that game, and I'm clearing the map, but I'm not trophy hunting. I I'm not I'm not trophy hunting. Like I love that game, and I'm clearing the map, but brother, I am not gonna trophy hunt in that dadgum game. Heck no. I, that would almost ruin the experience for me. I don't want to do that. Now, I might take a look, and if there's some that like I'm close to getting, I might consider it, but... Yo, my man, Lightly, with 26 months. How's the fam? Fam is good, man. 
Yo, soccer on Saturday. Yo, my girls, they brought it. <laughs> they brought it. <laughs> we, I had to pull them back. We were crushing. My daughter got her first goal. I was so, I was so proud, dude. Amazing. My daughter got her first goal. We have an, we have a really good player on our team, and I was like, you're not allowed to score any more goals. I like serves no purpose. I know you can score like three or four more. Stop. I want you to feed your 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 offensive teammates. And so she kept she was really good at it too. She took instruction. She kept feeding the ball uh to my daughter. And finally, like my daughter tried, missed. I was like, get after it. That's what we've been working on, right? Is she'll kick it once and then she'll kind of stop. And I'm like, no. You chase that ball as if it is yours and you're like your brother's trying to take it. And I was like, get after it. And she ran over and kicked it in. And I was like, yeah, it was awesome. The guy that was helping me was like, is that your daughter? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, I could tell. <laughs> I could tell. Old Magmanzi. I felt bad for the other girls, man. Nobody likes to be the team that's sitting on a zero and the other team has like seven. That's terrible. That's a terrible feeling. I was like, you taking the score to 10 is pointless. Practice working with your teammates. That'll serve you as a player anyway. The only games I've trophy hunted are where I achieved like a 95%. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if I'm close on a couple, I might go back and do whatever the thing is that it requires. But I've never been a trophy hunter. If you check my trophies anywhere, you're going to be like, man, but you got to check the time. That, that to me is more of a testament of like, did I enjoy the game? Did I put time into it? I'm 12 or 13 hours into Final Fantasy. I put 6 hours into Viewfinder, right? 66 hours into Tsushima. 120 or 130 something hours into Elden Ring. You know what I mean? Crush their spirits, it builds character. Well, they couldn't, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't sub, and I know what that's like. <clears throat> when you can't sub and it's like 88 degrees out, that's just rough. We don't even have enough to sub that much either. Your daughter will remember all the games you've been there. Good for you. I'm the head coach. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I better be there. <laughs> I'm the head coach. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean. I love I love our kids getting into sports. I'm the assistant coach for my uh, my son's team. He won, too. He had a good block. He was the goalie and had a block, and uh, they won, too. So everybody won. Good start to the season. There's some tough teams out there, though, so we'll be, we'll, 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 we'll be in for some, for some tougher games. <clears throat> Trade Lights was so good. I wanted to play that one. Didn't that one hit Game Pass? That one looked really good. I thought that one looked good. That was the one... Was that the one where your head is like a ball of light? It's like a, you got like a sword? 80 degrees seems like paradise. 105 is apparently the new normal. Yeah, I mean, whether it's 88 or 105, like, again, imagine 88 degrees being like a nine-year-old kid and running around, no shade, playing soccer, like, that's hot. Lolo makes the perfect choice for this girl's soccer team. He can see the game from their POV. Gee, many Christmas. (laughs) I'm not that short. Dude, if the girls were 5'6", they'd be asking for birth certificates. They'd be like, these are not nine-year-olds. <laughs> They're a bunch of five foot six. 
Lono, uh, for what it's worth, consistently, I've been saying, wait until last Epoch 1.0. I'll even play it with you. When does last Epoch 1.0 come out? So if you're just tuning in, we're well off topic. We're we've, we're in like the final stretch of, this, of the talk show. We've got 20 minutes, and so we're going to this... Um, oh, that was Strayed Lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one looked good, too. We're 20 minutes away from going to a premiere about God of War uh, DLC. I owe you guys members that I'll, I'll make good on in that. I owe you guys 20. We are pushing for a stretch goal of 5,000 members. I'll have to play Gollum, and every time I complain, I have to gift a sub. So, gift a member, I'm sorry. But we were talking about Diablo 4, The King is Dead. I talked about the Diablo 4 Season 2 announcements and why I feel it's it's a reaction. They're worried. Things are not where they need to be. We we discussed the possibility of the game making a comeback. We discussed the possibility of, um, you know, these other games kind of cutting in, like Last Epoch and Path of Exile, uh, mainly because there's only so much you can do to fix a game. I am going to end the stream over there on kick. If you guys are on kick, come over to YouTube while we while we finish out here. Um, there's no reason to stay live over there on kick. I, they were doing something today, and it, the view count never updated. <clears throat> Probably end of this year, early next year. Okay. You shout game, shout cast the games accidentally. No, I do not shout cast my kiddos soccer soccer games. I'm I'm constantly telling them what to do. Defense, scoot up, scoot up. I'm like, it's a throw in, it's a throw in up the line. Get in the box, get in the box. Like the guy that's helping me, he was a marine, so he has like this barrel chested voice and I'm super thankful for his voice I told him I was like I do YouTube professionally I said I can't scream like this every Saturday I need somebody else to kind of like shout and tell the girls what to do so it's like really helpful how am I feeling about Starfield I believe I'll end up doing a stream tomorrow about Starfield there's a lot of leaked footage coming out there's a lot of worry and concern about different things with the game I'm not getting into it right now We will. you're going to burn my show tomorrow if I do that so we can't talk Starfield, but I do plan on doing a talk show about it tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be pretty even about it. I've, you know, I'm, I've been pretty fair, I think, to that game. I was even fair on Twitter when the clip started circulating because um, someone goes like, you're out here retweeting King Thrash. And I was like, I, I didn't even directly agree with him. Like, I'm seeing it slightly from a different angle, but we'll, we will discuss all that tomorrow. So I, I cannot get into that now. You will absolutely cannibalize tomorrow's show you'll eat tomorrow's lunch i can't do that hellfire with a five spot i wanted to uh eat a watch for lunch but it was too time consuming that's that's terrible that's one of your worst man with last epoch every skill has its own skill tree it's wild this image really sold me on at least trying last epoch like what wheezy is saying wait till 1.0 the fact that there's, you know, 15, let me make it, let me, let me make it a little bit larger here. I, cause I can't, I can't see, right? Let's just put it right over top of my face, right? You got 15 character classes. It's only $35, 20 plus skill tree nodes per skill, a hundred plus talent trees instead of five, you know, 250 unique items instead of 50. I just, I just really impressive. You know what I mean? That looks, I think that looks really, really good. Retweeting King Thrash, oof. I don't, I don't play the games that you all play. Like, if, if someone on Twitter is pointing something out, and I don't directly agree with it, or I see it from a, a different light, I quote tweeted it, and I added my own commentary to the conversation happening, Right? 
this whole thing of like, oh, you retweeted or quote tweeted somebody, oof, or, oh yeah, that makes you a pony. Just because you only have two brain cells to rub together doesn't mean the rest of us do. Like, some of us have the ability to interact with different viewpoints and put our own sort of, you know, our own viewpoint on it. Or like, I've got this, I've got this idea about what he's saying. Like, I directly disagreed with him recently about the NPC debate in that game. We went back and forth on Twitter about it. I tweeted an image. I said, who looks better? Like... I, I would rather see that here's the thing I would rather have discussions and disagreements and you know what's remarkable about all of the crap that gets thrown at folks like him is he was really respectful and didn't insult me and call me a name and try to bring up slander from three years ago unlike all of the in my emotions insecure people from the other side anytime I've disagreed with them they insist on insulting me and questioning my integrity and bringing up crap from three years ago that isn't even true you see what I'm saying like it's always interesting to me it's like I've disagreed with these guys over here plenty of times these guys that go real hard for PlayStation and I'll disagree with them publicly I'll even say things publicly like, yeah, I didn't really agree with that take. And they've never once come back and like lashed out and called me a name and attacked me personally. It's just, it's bewildering to me. It's like, so you don't agree with him, but like, I, I don't agree with him. And this is how he reacted. He just replied with his own viewpoint, right? It was remarkable. It was like, wow, that was really enjoyable back and forth. You see what I'm saying? He's not the best place to get information. I I don't follow him for information. I follow him for his viewpoint. I follow him for his viewpoint. I follow, oh no, it's Alex for his viewpoint. I don't agree with the stuff that he says on every single topic. I don't. Like, what... And the funny thing is, is I've disagreed with Alex. Alex has put me in some of his videos and he's never once endorsed this like personal slight, like, like approach to it. He's never come across like, well, I'm going to absolutely, you know, shred you or bring up the past. In fact, like Alex has defended me numerous times against the crap that people try to bring up. Like, come on. Like you have to see that I, there's even a handful of Xbox guys that I follow and we've gone back and forth, and we've disagreed, and they've never attacked me. So, they are still, I still follow them, and they're not blocked. I've only blocked the people that have attacked me. It's like, I'm not doing this, man. I I, I want to have conversations. You watch any Thrash's videos? Not really. I love the one that he did where he overdubbed Jim Ryan. I thought that was hilarious. After In the wake of the PlayStation Showcase, and everybody was upset. I thought that was pretty funny. And then when he did the one on Avowed, I thought it was funny. When he said, is this a Tonka axe? Like, I I laugh at Alex's videos too for the same reason. It's like a character. It's a, it's a brand of content that I think can be very enjoyable. I watch Doc Dark's videos. I've disagreed with Doc Dark. I've had Doc Dark on my show. I don't follow Doc Dark because I'm like looking for somebody who's going to agree with me on every single thing. I follow him for his views. I want to see what he's saying. Like I want, I want to hear what his viewpoint is on a subject. I, I follow his brother. I follow Porter Rock for the same reason. I want to know what P Rock's saying on given topics. 
and I don't always agree with either of them. That's that to me is enjoyable. It's like we're all out here doing this thing called gaming and having conversations about the games and having disagreements is really enjoyable. It's like quite literally what my brand is built from. The idea of, he built his brand hating on Xbox. You can't substantiate that when you look at the channel and you look at the videos. You look at my most watched content. You can't substantiate that at all. The channel and the interaction and the daily turnout is because we really value discussion and debate. That that's that's what I'm looking for out there. So I don't write people off because it's like, oh well, he he goes really hard for Sony. Well, who the frick cares? He's never disrespected me, right? That's such a low bar. <laughs> Doc Dark and Porter Rocker brothers. Yeah, they're brothers in real life. You didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, P Rock got the brains. <laughs> and Doc got the looks, you know. Sorry, P. <laughs> Sorry, P. <laughs> P got the brains, though. All right, I, I, I think he's a little smarter. <laughs> he, he's a little smarter, right? You know. <laughs> but Doc got the looks, so he can make up for it a little bit, right? <laughs> Clip that. They'll both love that. Listen, though, like the bar is so low. The bar is so low. You just don't disrespect me. And we can be friends. We can be, you know, sparring partners on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? We could we could farm impressions having a debate, right? <laughs> but you know, people wanna people wanna be disrespectful and take swipes, and it's like, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> I don't have time for all that. I thought that was satire. I think they were brothers for real. No, they're brothers for real, for real. Because, like, they'll bring up stuff from when they were kids. Like, I'm going to tell dad on you and stuff. It's hilarious. It's so funny. About Ran Out the War uh, and Jez. Jez and I are totally fine. We butted heads seven months ago. And we've privately buried the hatchet. We've shared a couple DMs. He follows my he follows my one account, my my larger account, my verified account. He follows me there. You know, we've had very cordial exchanges privately. I don't feel like Rand or Jez have disrespected me. Like, you know, Jez overstepped. I reached out. I was like, hey, man, that, that stuff's not even true, right? You're out here pushing that. That stuff's not even true. And we had a back and forth, and he took the tweets down. Like an adult, right? <laughs> like an adult. I'm not going to do this thing where you keep asking me about different people. You know what I'm saying? There's been, there's been enough... Very clear, you know, slights and jabs and disrespects from a certain group, and they all got blocked. I just, I don't have time for that. There may be a day where I do a mass unblock and say, all right, everybody gets a second chance here. (laughs) Everybody gets a second chance, right? I'm all about, you know, redemption and reconciliation. That's part of my own personal beliefs. That's part of my own life journey. That's part of my own psychological journey, right? you got to protect your peace and if you got all these people coming at you and disrespecting you and calling your names it's just like i don't need to see this i've got better things to do with my time i want to open up twitter and have conversations with people that are at least going to come in good faith and not take swings at me that's such a low bar you see what i'm saying imagine going to a bar 
like like you know there's a bartender and there's people hanging out and you go into a bar and you're just like hurling insults at people right and spitting in people's faces and they're like you can't hang out here you you can't come in like, i can't believe this like it's such a low bar you can come in here and hang out and be a patron and order drinks and hang out and have a good time you just can't act like a buffoon that's it <laughs> It's such a low bar. <laughs> and too many people are like, they hit their head on it. They're like, I can't do it. You know? They just have to insult and disrespect. And it's like, sorry, man. I, I, I don't have time for that. There's more people in the world that are polite than are like you. Right? If you're getting blocked because you take shots and you're disrespectful or whatever, you take swipes, there's way more people that aren't like that. There's an ocean of people on the internet. Just a massive ocean of people. You're nothing in the grand scheme. Right? It's it's that easy to just snuff you out of my existence. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to hear from you. There's so many other people out there that are willing to be like, I disagree, or I like that game, or I really didn't like that game, or I thought that game was bad. And we can have those back and forths and those discussions, and I think it can be really enjoyable. And the people that want to do that, man, get in, get involved, get in, get in the streams, get in the live chats, consider becoming a member, you know, get in our discord, follow me on Twitter, right? Let's have back and forth. Let's have conversations. The bar is so low. It's not that hard to not get blocked. It really isn't. Why'd you block me or kick me out for calling you names and insulting you and acting like a child? Right. It's like, I don't understand. <laughs> That guy just wants an echo chamber. No, we want to be able to have a conversation without somebody walking in the room and hurling garbage everywhere. It's it's re- it's really such a low bar of of human decency. It isn't that difficult. My girlfriend's a coffee junkie, so I needed a timeline on the Frickmas. If she doesn't have her coffee, there's going to be trouble, Keck. I mean, dude, Frickmas is a long way off, bro. I'm like November. <laughs> Thank you for the 20 spot casual. Hmm. If Frickmas is, is is nowhere nowhere near in sight, we're just coming into September. You gotta get through September and October. <clears throat> uh what about that madam person? <laughs> she says she's gonna knock the snot out of you in Mortal Kombat. Why is Diablo 4 dead? Hey, Alex gifts a member and sets up a 10-bomb layup. 115 members on the day out of the new goal of 125. Thank you for another five spot. I'm not claiming with the title or the thumbnail that Diablo 4 is dead. I'm claiming that the king is dead. I don't think Diablo 4 is the king of the ARPG any longer. I think they have slipped from the throne. And I think in the coming years when they try to put themselves back up on the throne, Path of Exile and Last Epoch are going to make it tough on them. Outside of that concentric circle, I think there's an even larger circle of there's just tons of games coming out that are going to make it really, really hard to bring people back to Diablo. Yo, it's good, Parasito. No, never, we're never going to do a pumpkin spice, no. My wife gets the pumpkin spice creamer. It works in, in Reforge Roast if you want. We're not doing that as a flavor. Eridix with two months of memberships. Thanks for everything. Your live streams are helping me overcome everyday pain. Stay awesome. Hey, man. Sorry you're going through that. I'm glad that the streams can be here to help you.
We're all drinking Frickmas from last year. It's been my year-round coffee. Oh, I know. I know. Like we 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 literally have had a huge slowdown. We've had an enormous slowdown in coffee sales because of Frickmas. Like literally because people stocked up on Frickmas. Yo, Jocko the Taco, how are you, man? Good to see you. Guys, in about eight minutes, we are going to go to a premiere about God of War Ragnarok DLC rumors. If you want to get this to 125, that's how much time you have. You have eight minutes. Uh, if you guys are trying to push that uh, stretch goal. And I, I, right now, I currently owe you 20 members. I will do those 20 members uh, in the following stream. I'm sorry, in the premiere. I do that to give you the maximum amount of time to hit the goal. You can even push the goal during the premiere if you want. My 20 will put us at 4460. So we are losing and gaining at the same time today. So you're basically, you're replenishing. Uh, if you're trying to go for the 5,000, you guys are holding about a 4,500 uh, holding pattern right now. Why can't you offer a coffee that ignores the laws of thermodynamics? It's exhausting having to deal with this. Zubair, get yourself an ember mug. That's what my wife uses. It keeps the coffee at a temperature that you determine. She has an ember mug to go and an ember mug for the house. I got her both types. I think I might get her an ember mug. I think they make a larger ember mug for the home. It's a little too small. <clears throat> I think there's a larger size. It was a Monday. Let's keep it at that. Hope you're doing well. Word. I think Blizzard can correct that. It says slave to the system, but Diablo 4 has to be their revelation to change and success for that to happen. Foundations of D4 are too far gone. Y'all got branded Ember mugs? I got it for her one... It was for her birthday and then anniversary. It was two different two different gifts. Yeah, I got her, I got her two different Ember mugs. Yeah, she loves them. It's like... The best gift. She constantly says, this is like some of the best gifts you've ever got me. She loves them. I like the dark roast pressed over ice. Uh, Lasts me a good part of the day. Yeah, she has a cold brew uh, uh, Mr. Coffee or Coffee Mate. She does does a cold brew of dark on the regular when it gets hot like this especially. Do they come in adult sizes? Shut up, Zubair. Loving the content. Other gaming YouTubers have nothing on you. Your streams are so well articulated and well spoken. Keep it up, dude. Thank you so much, Randall, for five months of membership. Welcome back. The Ember Travel Mug's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, she loves it. She takes that with her throughout the week if she's doing stuff with the kiddos, you know, early in the morning. Um, and she also uh, uses it on Sundays. So it's like it's warm all throughout the morning at church. She loves it. The one at home is the one that's a little too small, like the home mug. Not quite large enough. She always has to add she always has to like do some of the coffee and then some later. Yeah. Let me make sure this is set up right. Okay, we're going there. Okay. So we're gonna go to that and then let me set it up as the featured video on the channel. Okay. Do that. Let's do that. I'm going to give you guys a link to this video. We're also going to redirect to it. I'm really, really interested about this DLC, these rumors. Uh, I'm curious what you guys think. Um, primarily, primarily because the um, the way they shot it down, and then there, there have been some things that have happened. You're going to have to watch the entire premiere if you want to know. There's been some things that have transpired Um there have been some things that have transpired that I think are almost confirming the rumors. So, 
Uh, hang on one second. Let me get the tweet ready as well. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's do this. Okay. And then I just need the thumbnail. 12 ounce. Yeah, I think the one that you travel with is 12 ounce. Alright, let me post that. It'll go live in like four hours. Okay. Okay. Alright, I'll have a link for you guys in just a second. We're going to be going over in four minutes. They have a 14 ounce mug. That may be the ticket. Yeah. Yeah. 12's, 12's kind of low. If you add anything to it, I mean, it's, it's going to be gonna be tight. I'm so glad I found a positive YouTuber that talks about gaming. I mean, as a Bengals fan, I would expect you would need some positivity in your life, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I grew up in Canton cheering for the Browns, so I had to get a shot in at a Bengals fan. <laughs> I don't have any issue with the Bengals at all. Growing up, I obviously did. Not now. I don't I don't really care. Crafty Martin with three months says, Good evening, Lono and everyone. Y'all, what's good? Good to see you, Crafty. It's weird to say that. It's weird to say that. Good to see you, Crafty. I miss Crafty. He's good. He's good people. <clears throat> He's a Luigi says, wow. <laughs> Guys, in three minutes, we're going to be heading to this premiere. If you want to get this last 10 members in, you got two minutes to do it. Two minutes to do it. If you if you slam these 10 needed in the premiere, I'll honor it. I'll give you the additional five that I owe you. Currently, I owe you 20. Texas Heat says shots fired. That's right. You put some respect on Cool Joe Burrow. <laughs> the Bengals are good now. I would have no idea who's good or bad. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Uh, five years ago it was hell now it's awesome to be a Bengals fan yeah I don't watch so I have no idea who's good and who's bad these days <laughs> I don't have time for it We I auto draft and do fantasy football with my nephews just because they love to do it and I have no idea what in the world's going on <laughs> I don't pay any attention I'm just too busy our Sundays are really really full it's impossible for us to watch we used to watch pretty regularly uh, when we first got married so <clears throat> All right, guys, one minute, one minute, and we're going to be switching gears here to this uh, this this upload about God of War Ragnarok DLC. Everyone, y'all good? Good, good to see you, DeFreezy. Hey, Christina, good to see you. You nerds haven't won anything yet. Yeah, don't get don't get ahead of yourselves, right? Still in the preseason, aren't we? Mm-mm. 60 seconds. I'm going to post the link in chat, guys. Let's just head over now. Uh, let's just head over now. I'm going to redirect you, okay, when the stream ends. If if the redirect doesn't work, use the link in chat, and it's also the featured video. Before we leave, before we leave, smash the like button. We only need 29 more likes on this video to get 500 likes. Only 29 more, right? So make sure and smash the like button on this video. And when we get over to this premiere, smash the like button over there as well. It helps the videos find more people. I'll see you over there and I'll gift the members that I owe you. Let's head over to the new video.